You're listening to Rooster Teeth Podcast number 508. If you hear something you would like to see from this episode, visit roosterteeth.com. Oh, really? Hey, oh, I didn't know everyone, that. welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. This week brought to you by BB Sama. Bunch. BB Sama. How you say it? BB Sama. BB Sama. Why I'm Gus. Really bunch. One spot. I'm Nick. Hi. Do I need to pull out the shirt now? No, you're good. Okay. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm Bertie. <laughs> I'm Gus. Worst introductions ever. Yeah. We were a little frazzled. It's uh, we're pre-taping. It's uh. Literally, it's the pizza just showed up. Okay. Christian, I want to tell a story. Just put it on. The phone. <laughs> <laughs> we, sat Nor- here for, we sat here for 30 minutes waiting. I'm ready for story time. Debating whether Normally, going to be here. When there we, we go. Take the, the podcast. Man. You go ahead. Come in. Ruin the shot. No, it's not ruined. Normally, when we tape now. the podcast on Monday night, we used to tape at 7:30, or we used to be live at 7:30, so we would have food. Uh, so people could eat. We Quick moved poll. That's better. Put the put the poll up. We're not no. live, dude. <laughs> we moved. We moved the time to five o'clock. Yeah, and we stopped getting food because it was so early. But then Gavin complained because he was hungry. Gavin free. Mm-hmm. So uh, we just started getting food again. So every week, normally Love before, that dude. before we go Don't live, complain. There's food. Uh, today, at about eleven o'clock, we're, we're taping at noon. At about eleven o'clock, I walked over. I was like, I'm gonna get in my seat. I'm gonna start prepping for the podcast. There's probably gonna be some food. I'll eat some food. No food. I was like, all right, that's fine. You know, I asked Eric, bad Eric, bad Eric told me that the uh, food would be here. I was like, all right, that's fine. Food shows up. Like, cool. Walk over there to go look at the food. It's all, the broadcast crew all ordered food for themselves. It's all bags with their names on it. Mm-hmm. Individual mm-hmm. food. Uh, there's no food for Gus. No food, no <laughs> that's food a big F you to Gus. No food for the cast. So then bad Eric says, oh, don't worry, there's pizza on the way. It'll be here around noon. I said, we're taping at noon. Mm-hmm. The fucking pizza showed up right as we're as we're going. Do you to call take. him Bad Eric because he's bad at his job? Yes. Is that why? No, there's just better Eric. Th- oh, there's, there's better Eric. That work here. Which one's Bad Eric? Is that better? That's, that's Eric. Bad Eric. Best Eric. Good, oh, sorry. Good Eric. Eric works at the No. Oh, is this good Eric? No, that you can't that very talk. He was on last week. Time talking about Jaws. He's good at. So like, you appreciate that they ordered each of us a pizza. Yeah, that's so pretty, everyone fantastic. stick into your pizza. Yeah, that's Nick, great. There's something you got to learn about. It's healthy. I mean, Johnny's healthy, but that's about it. John and Blaine, that's about it. <laughs> With, Gus and I literally had a discussion today about that we have one of the coolest things about working at Rooster Teeth is yeah. that we have snacks. There's yeah, oh, you guys have a lot of snacks. And you guys have LaCroix for days, apparently. I'm done with it. I'm done How with it. How many cases of LaCroix? We did still they send have you? Our, probably 200 cases of LaCroix sitting out in our office outside. You guys like built a pillow mold. for it. Have, like we did. We have no space. Have yeah. you had the Nicola? No, it's it's actually not. the one LaCroix that I like. It's like cola flavored sparkling water. Oh. It's actually really good. Oh. It's like That's a clear bullshit. coke. That's I bullshit. I don't, I don't, I don't like LaCroix. I like the Nicola. Okay. Well, I'll try that then because I can't stand LaCroix. It's not that. <laughs> You're literally wearing the shirt. Well, you, can, you guys can get this on the store. Actually, I don't think you can get it on the store anymore. I, think we, I don't think we sell <laughs> it anymore. The stores also don't want LaCroix. Yeah, this is our a LaCroix inspired. LaCroix inspired. His shirt. Yeah, LaCroix we didn't, boys we didn't aren't copy necessarily. It. LaCroix boys are forever, though, which yes. is a great thing. We both have this shirt, thank God. Uh, no, it's not that I don't. I, we're a LaCroix office for sure. I just don't like sparkling water. I can't get into it. It has to have more of a taste. LaCroix is like drinking sparkling water while smelling something else. I would like LaCroix a lot more. If it came in a bottle, because I agree with you, and the thing I well, would of smell is Topo Chico. The basically. thing I would smell is the can. Yeah. So I, drink, I feel like I'm drinking penny don't, water. Don't the they time. also have it in plastic bottles? Give me some does, wait, does, I've never does, seen it. I've never bottle. seen Lacroix I, in a bottle. I, I, period. I feel like I've seen it every yeah. now and then. I've Yo, John, you it. have your hand up. Um, does the smell of a can affect your experience with the soda? I'm just saying it's all metallic. Answer the question. Is it, is it the, is he's it the saying, taste on your teeth? He's saying like that. Like I agree with the, the flavor of Lacroix. I agree with that. There's Nick. no flavor. It's kind of like they just 
bottled it or canned it. And someone just came in the room and shouted, and just, "Grapefruit!" Yeah, they, that was it. <laughs> that's they how they flavored it. Missed it, it. Like it's, it's a right. suggestion. That's what they do. They they whisper it into the cans as they do, it, and then really quickly seal it. You're gonna be pomegranate. <laughs> like, yeah. this is like this is what it's like right here. You, it's like if this were a Lacroix, it would just taste like normal sparkling water, and then you would just say it smells like pizza, but right. it doesn't actually taste like. And that's why Gus it's says I don't get the experience of Lacroix completely. It's weird, John. It's weird. I don't know if you know this. John can't smell. John can't smell. Yeah, I did not know that. So his so Lacroix for him is all sparkling water. It's just all sparkling so you water. Do, that's it's just the bullshit. texture. Yeah, that's weird. Come on. He's, they're not showing you that. They're that's showing the Lacroix. No, no, they're oh. they're showing it. Okay. See, this is what's live, and that's what they have queued up. There was a giant pizza box in the way. I thought that was a live one. All right, that's one piece of pizza. Well, against the wall. That's it. Yeah, because the discussion I had with Gus in the kitchen was he was getting a bowl of cereal to tide himself over. So we have little cereal dispensers, which is like the coolest thing ever. Agreed. And then we have milk in the fridge. And Gus the was cereal, cereal might be the hardest thing for me to say no to on a daily basis. Well, you'll like this then, because, John, you eat healthy. This is how far removed I am from eating healthy. Uh, <laughs> I said to Gus, I go, ha, hey, Gus. One time I was getting a bowl of cereal here, and we didn't have milk. Uh, oh, so he told me about him so doing that. Instead, I used half and half. Oh, yeah, I've done that. And I was like, ha, ha. And Gus goes, I've done that, too. And there was this long pause, and I go... It was delicious. It was so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's like it's like lukewarm ice cream. It is. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, what it's, so it's like eating ice cream with that. cereal in it. It's to amazing. It, to make it worse, I think it was cinnamon toast crunch and oh, half and half. It's the like best. there's nothing redeeming about that meal. Oh no, that's everything. It's like full cream and cereal. Well, like, I don't know what could possibly be worse. Hey, it's low carb. The the cream no, it's is, not. The, the cream is very no, low it's carb. Not. The cinnamon toast crunch is all carb. <laughs> it's just might be cinnamon toast carb. Is what it is. That's the thing, like, once you hit the fact where you're eating breakfast cereal, you can't kid yourself into thinking that's healthy anymore. No. So why give a shit? Pour the, the half and half on but, top of it. God, I remember when I was naked, kid. I'm just living my best life. <laughs> that's best not how that breakfast. works. It's still mathematically possible to not have more than what you're already doing. Once to you've gone over the cliff, no, just keep falling. Just enjoy the fall. I remember we're all those commercials when I was a kid trying to convince you that breakfast cereal is actually good for you. Like well, we part, part of a balanced breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure, I guess. Wait, well, that sure. was like, that Look was like the, the paperweight, like it's the one holding down the net. <laughs> That's like the, the myth of the, uh, the food pyramid that we were taught, which the bottom was just all the grains. majority of your diet should be all grains yeah. with no specifications of what those grains were. And so then they were like, oh, look, cereal's a grain, so just shove it in, kids. There was yeah, also this worse. weird shift the country went through when we went from there being a wheat country like amber waves of grain to Being corn. A corn country, We're a yeah. corn country, and like everything we make is corn based, and somehow corn falls into grains. I guess corn is also a really. I so I got this out. wrong on a podcast once. Go maybe ahead. they can look it up, but it's evidently it is a starchy vegetable. No, it's a grain, but it's a grain when it's dried. Is that what Does it is? That makes sense. Yeah. So if you're eating a, a corn on the cob, it's designated differently than if it's dried out. What by who? Who designates by it as a vegetable? The when people it's... who were in the comment section of that video <laughs> that were ripping me apart. No. Wait, who, who, who dries? What, say... what are you talking about? Like who dries corn out? Well, I'm... when you make tortilla chips, okay. that's when it becomes a grain. Evidently, no. I could be wrong on this. Do you think of popcorn as a grain, or do you think of popcorn as a vegetable? It's I not would... a grain, but it's it's made no, by a grain. That's got to be a grain. It's what a grain. Mean? What does it do? It goes through a transformation. Yeah, there's a chemical reaction that, I mean, it's still grain-based, but it's corn zero chemicals a involved in making popcorn. A grain and a fruit. Zero, absolutely zero chemicals involved. Does heat corn involve a, a chemical reaction? Corn seeds a vegetable, so harvest for eating. Corn I mean, seeds are grains, it's a dry it's seed of a grass species. It's a molecular structure. It's a fruit. It's, uh, that's the botanical corn definition. Seed. So it's technically a fruit. That's weird. So what you're doing when you heat popcorn is there's a little bit of water in it, and you're evaporating that, but it expands as it heats, so it pops the popcorn so, up. Isn't that considered a chemical reaction? I wouldn't think so, now. 
I think that's Gus, more of a think boiling egg is a chemical reaction. Is it? No, just heating it. Chemical reaction is like you get a. But the chemical reaction happens within the egg, right? You need a reagent. Right? You need a reagent. Oh my god. Yeah, I did not reagents. know there was going to be science on this podcast. I'm, I, <laughs> I, am, I, I is, am. Is it like a nightmare? I do not like, know the actual answer. You're going to look down and see you're in your, you're in your underwear. No, <laughs> your your underwear. Underwear. I gave up on trying to we need know to balance shit a long this chemical time equation. ago. I just Google stuff now. It's popcorn, whatever the chemical formula for that is, plus H2O, plus heat, arrow, and then you got to balance it all out. Well, you're, so that's you're all stoichiometry. Right? Um, no, I mean I'm good carb guy. Good carb guy. So yeah. you don't normally eat corn then. Like corn's not one. Um, that you I eat with. Uh, yellow corn tortillas on occasion because mm. they're better than any other tortilla okay. options. Yeah, I always... just yellow corn. For some reason, I I mean I'd have to look it up. Like a lot of things that I've looked up as to what I should eat, I've forgotten the exact details. But yellow corn is supposed to be a little bit better than like regular corn. I don't know. I could be Maybe I could be guessing it. Slower. Maybe it's even just the flavor at this point. I I like the flavor of the yellow corn better. Okay. Well, I just want to be clear. Cinnamon toast crunch with half and half is a great carb. Let me it's ask a you great this. Carb. Let me ask you this question. It's a tasty carb. It's an awesome. It's carb. a tasty. Where carb. do you like, put go CT crunch? Uh, in the pantheon, it's the best of breakfast cereals. It's the best. I, I, listen, this is a real personal thing. I actually like super starchy stuff. So my favorite cereal of all time is Rice Chex. Oh just my plain god! Plain old Whoa! No, yeah. no. Were you born an old man? Do you <laughs> pour sugar on top of it? <laughs> I'm not eating shredded wheat. What's wrong with you? No. <laughs> I just eat. I was like, did rice anybody? Chex. Did anybody ever have the, the actual like brick of shredded wheat? Yeah. Oh I've yeah. Always had, I've grown up eating. Uh, That's a joke. Mini shredded mm-hmm. wheat. Yeah. Which is now just actually just shredded wheat because no one actually gets the no, brick version. Well, the frosted version. I don't even know if they fun. make the unfrosted version, do they? They, I don't know. No, here's a fun fact. My wife one time was like, we saw a commercial for Pop-Tarts. She goes, when did they start putting frosting on top of Pop-Tarts? <laughs> and I'm like, what? where did you grow up? Oh, like, what a sad what life. European country did I, you grow up in? I knew those existed, but I never saw anybody eat a plain Pop-Tart. Oh, they're, God, they're, why would you They're a it? bigger part of a balanced breakfast. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I was like, I was like, we have to, that, that night, I'm like, we are going to get frosted Pop-Tarts for you, because my wife had never had them. Isn't that weird? And I got all of them. I got, well, not all of them. I got the main three flavors. Yeah. If, you, if you're if you eating a s'mores uh, Pop-Tart, you're a monster. Get Why? Away from me. Get away from me. Why? That is not, get away from me. It's but cherry, strawberry, sm- or the brown uh, brown sugar Strawber- cinnamon. Uh, Why the judgment? Good. The s'mores is good. S'mores is good. None with you. No. No. I, I well, am recalling so you're, 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 It's too far away from the norm. So Cinnamon Toast Crunch is great, <laughs> but S'mores Pop-Tarts are not. There's, two things, you, there's two things you can't fake. You can't fake s'mores. Yeah. Like, they have s'mores-flavored stuff. It's always wrong. Just like salted caramel is good when it's salted caramel, and that's it. If they try to make salted caramel ice cream or shakes or anything like that, it's, I don't know what that flavor is they use. It's fucking horrible. Oh, yeah, God, get that out of here. Things. Garbage. Look at I, these things. I did, Terrible. I did love Part the of a abomination. Breakfast. Yeah, talking about the balanced breakfast. <laughs> oh, that's seven <laughs> vitamins. Seven vitamins. That's, ah, oh, fucking I used hate to it. love when they showed the balanced breakfast, too, because it was like eggs and like water. Yeah. Or like there was like a milk, no, maybe. No, no. The balanced breakfast image was always a bowl of cereal and then a plate with toast. Yeah. And then orange juice. Yeah. So it was just sugar and bread. And then bread, and then more, and then more sugar. sugar. And there was yeah, like, yeah, there was no was protein fun. anywhere on the board. There might have been a banana there, which is, again is just more sugar. It's so, but it had it's egg. so crazy. Then there was egg. hardly ever an egg in those images. That there was in the period, too. That was sometimes. in the period when eggs were bad. Oh, they had, to have, was bad, they had yeah. to have like PR campaigns yeah. telling you that eggs weren't as bad as you think. Yeah. That the whole egg industry went through that. Eggs. The incredible edible egg. Yep, I remember that. Remember? They tried to like push eggs on you a little bit. Yeah, look at that. That's a balanced breakfast. Two cereals. There's no protein in that entire meal. No protein, no fat Maybe whatsoever. The oatmeal has Just a little carbs. bit, maybe. 
By the way, who's eating Cheerios with pineapple chunks in it? The pill, who's yeah. doing that? The, the, pill, the pills are to that? curb the diabetes. Go back that to that horrible. Where'd you find that, that fucking well, image? The, the pills are the actual nutrition. Yeah. Everything else is just like, like garbage. A vitamin pill and a statin <laughs> that's, uh, that's helping with your blood pressure. Where's this image you pulled up? Why dying. do the Cheerios have pineapple in it? What is that? Who Whoa. the hell eats pineapple Cheerios? <laughs> is that pineapple? I think it is. There's banana. It's not banana chunks. There's banana in the horribly mushy. Other bowl oh of whatever. God. That's like the that's the next degree of pineapple on pizza. It's pineapples on Cheerios. First off, the, the pineapple pi lobby's going don't get crazy. Me started with the pineapple. The pineapple on pizza debate is ridiculous. Agreed. Pineapple is fine on pizza. No, it's, it's not. You it's put everyone on, on pizza. pizza. But what's explaining me why it's not fine for it to be on pizza? I understand why you wouldn't prefer it, but why is it not okay? Sweet. No pineapples in Italy. Fine. You never have anything sweet and savory. Not on a pizza. Yes. Why? Yes. But why? Uh, it's not. It's not right. It's unnatural, <laughs> dude. It's, it's not. The Bible explicitly says, <laughs> "Thou shalt not sweeten thy pizza." If the Exodus Bible four <laughs> three. I have spent way too much time in church. Okay, <laughs> much to my chagrin, that is not what it says. Just stuck around longer. They get to it later. I went to a, a Baptist university. It's the did really? I have a, a degree pineapple. from a from a Christian university. Do you really? I did. Yeah, that. that's hilarious. I went to Catholic school until third grade, and then I just walked into my parents' room. and I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm not doing. <laughs> I'm out. I have a visual arts degree from a There's Baptist a school university. that's right down the road. I'm just gonna do this from now on. Uh, I don't know, man. Pineapple. Whatever. Eat whatever you want. But wait, crazy you, you never, you, wait. So yours is. Hmm? Rice checks. What is yours? Oh, also Fruity Pebbles. Oh. No. Fruity so Pebbles? Nobody, like, no, nobody well. likes Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles are garbage. In negative so two good. seconds. All right, shut up. Yeah, they go, they turn into a slug. Like yeah. a sludge. Uh, my, my favorites are always Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Frosted Mini Wheats. Frosted okay. Mini Wheats are pretty, pretty bomb diggity. Yeah, they, they, I feel like Frosted Mini Wheats hold up well in the milk. Like they, yeah. they don't go, they don't get soggy right Although, away. That's probably no matter not what. good for your system though. Like, I like it What are they coating that thing with? All cereal is a race. And a strategic game on when you put the milk in mm -hmm. and how quickly you, you need to eat it in order to have maximum crunch all the way down. Unless you're eating fucking sludge called Fruity Pebbles. I just read on Reddit, a guy was saying, they're talking about weird things that you do that other people don't. And, uh, excuse me, I'm not done eating pizza on the podcast. Uh, he talked about his dad, I assume it was a he, who, when he eats cereal... He gets a bowl of milk and a bowl of cereal, and then he takes a spoonful of cereal, dips it in Top the milk, and then eats it. <laughs> it's brilliant. This guy's brilliant. Uh, that's a great way to eat cereal. That, that is one of those things where you fix the problem, but then you also ruin, I think, cereal experience by doing that. Because I think part of the great cereal experience is just sitting there with a big old bowl of sugary nastiness. Well, you're also not getting the best part of the cereal, which is once the cereal itself is done, you get you got the flavored milk. Especially if you afterward. have cinnamon toast crunch. Especially with the CT crunch. So there was a trend for a while with bars. I'm sure this happened in San Francisco. Uh -huh. Where they would make drinks out of cereal milk. Yes. Like they, yes. they would use Cocoa Pebbles milk oh, as the basis for the rest of the it's cocktail. Milk. Basically, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's like, but it was such a great idea to put that in there because you're like, I'm definitely going to get whatever yeah. this fucking cocktail is. The, did anybody mess with Reese's Puffs? Uh, yeah, a little bit. That's, Reese's Puffs. That was a little after my time. It's a little I think. after my cereal time, too, yeah. guys. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. You don't want to like venture out into new cereals? Like I, I go to cereal age. I don't eat cereal really anymore unless either. Bad Eric fucks up my lunch order and I have to eat cereal with a fork to tie me over before the the podcast starts. We don't Which, have spoons. Why don't we have spoons? What did you select? We have from no there? spoons in the hey, goddamn up, building. <laughs> what did you uh, uh, select from the uh, Lucky Charms? Is that what you had? Yeah. Okay. Because no, the, there's the new grown up version of Lucky Charms, which are the. Fucking freeze dried strawberries or whatever they. Oh, put I in saw that. those. Yeah, have you tried they're right, that? They're right next to them. No, they creep me out a little bit. Mm -mm. They I don't creep want me that. out. Cereal is a cheat thought, meal for me at this squeak. point. I thought the bite. adult version of 
Lucky Charms with alphabets because it's the same thing just mm -hmm. without the marshmallows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes <laughs> yeah. it horrible. What? Alphabets? The marshmallows. I was that kid adult? that used to. I used to pick out all the marshmallows from Lucky Charms and just eat those. Oh yeah, of course. And then my brother would be super pissed. We'd go to pour himself a bowl of it because there'd be nothing. <laughs> you would do it in the box. Oh yeah, I would go in and like actually like. Go, I mean, I had nothing to do as a child growing up in Riverside, California. I had nothing. This is the 80s, oh yeah, that's right. Man. You grew up in Riverside, California. Uh, yeah, that's nothing. where I lived. It was nothing. There's, yeah, you've been there. Yeah. Well, it's there's they, they they built a lot, but definitely not in the 80s. Well, it's better now. Uh, yeah, in the 80s. Was, you can buy those now in bulk. Can yeah, you? you can buy. Just, you just buy just the marshmallows. marshmallows. I mean, that's, that's just, just like it's basically just like stereotype. Someone in the booth just went, oh. "Oh, see, that's that right there is a bad time. That's called that's what a bowl a of disappointment. Like. Yeah, that's terrible. I've never big lucky times. Like, I remember it's, it's alphabet, right? If, if, if depression was a cereal, that's what it would be. One of my uh, my favorite things my parent my mom ever did in my life to us was that she used to get regular Cheerios for herself. And then Honey Nut Cheerios for me and my brother growing up. Yeah. But my mom also doesn't like when things are out of order. So if, like, she's kind of anal. So, like, when the bins that she put, she, like, she would pour them into Tupperware so they would stay longer. Yeah. Because my brother and I were animals. We just rip open the box. I have like, also the bag. Why haven't the they bag, improved that? I don't know. It's terrible. Yeah. So one day, for whatever reason, we were used to just pouring the Tupperware. She decided to consolidate the two. And she poured the regular Cheerios into the Honey Nut Cheerios and like mix them up like we wouldn't notice. Like when you used to like nip off your dad's booze yeah, when yeah. you were a kid and you'd fill it with water. Your dad like, am I dying? We thought we were, like I thought I was losing my sense of taste because I was oh, like, like, I don't understand. Blander. Yeah, I was like, I don't understand why these Cheerios keep getting like less and less Honey Nutty. Honey it was nutty. messed up. Man, I, I, I have a kind of a gross story. Let's go. Man. Uh, I, I can't eat Honey Nut Cheerios to this day. Oh boy. Because <laughs> one time when I was a kid. You're going to ruin these for life. For <laughs> yeah. me, no, no, no. It, it's, like honey it's just I'm already not happy about this story. I was visiting my grandmother. And I remember I woke up early and I went, I was, nobody else was awake, and I, I poured myself, she had some Honey Nut Cheerios, I poured myself a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios, put the milk in. I must have eaten the bowl too fast or something, finished everything, and I was like, man, my stomach's, my stomach kind of hurts. And I did that thing where I needed to vomit. Mm. And uh, I did that thing where, where, where like, you feel like you know you're going to vomit. Yeah. Gotcha. So like, I vomit, <laughs> but I can't make it to the bathroom, so I hold it all in my mouth. Holy moly. Oh, no. And then, the and then I swallow the it. Oh, oh my god. No, 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 no! So, to this day, anytime I taste or I smell Honey no. Nut Cheerios, I think about being like 10 years old with a mouthful of Honey Nut Cheerio vomit. Okay. It's like, I can't, no. I can't eat that. Two things about the story. Honey Nut Cheerios <laughs> are still great. The second thing is, no one else has ever done that ever. No, no, Held no. vomit I, in their mouth and then swallowed it? No, no, I was like, stop <laughs> saying it. I, I relive like, it when you, you say, say it. You say that like it's a normal thing. I did that thing where you vomit in your own mouth no, and then I did that, swallow I didn't a mouthful I did that, of I did that thing where I knew I was going to vomit. Right. But you just, you specifically said you threw up in your mouth and then swallowed a mouthful of I didn't say like that, like that was a common thing. <laughs> Why do you it. swallow a vomiting? new story. First of all, isn't that what frogmen are supposed to do in the army? Like if you throw up in your mask when you're under, you just kind of like eat it slowly. Can we stop? <laughs> hey, look, you can <laughs> buy right. frogmen. So you can oh, no. buy a pound of marshmallows from Lucky Charms for $12.99. Yeah, you can just buy it from them now. <laughs> that's just, that's pure sugar. Did anybody ever eat the donut cereal? Uh... No, but I used to eat Cookie Crisp, which is pretty much just cookies. Yeah, there was like a donut. Yeah, yeah, Cookie Crisp was pretty good. like sprinkled donuts, pretty good. Well, Craig has that like that fucking stupid show he does with the Oreos. Is he still doing that? Yeah, every once in a while. I literally every time I go through the Oreo aisle, I think of Greg, and I'm just like I'm mad at myself for having that branding thing work. Yeah, like that association. I saw some weird Oreos in Tokyo the last time I was there, and I think I tweeted him a photo. It was like. Green tea Oreos or something, and he just replied with, "Yeah, I, we did a video on that one." It sent me like a link back to the video. We there was a while where people would just send us the most obscure Oreos possible, and Oreos is a lot. They do a lot of obscure flavors, and we've we've tried them all. Yeah, there, it's it's China just had a wasabi. Yeah, yeah, Andy just sent me a picture of that. I don't and know why there's hot more hot chicken wing. Yeah, 
Oreo. The best Oreo is made. Horrible. It's called an Oreo. You don't need to add more. You are for pineapple on pizza. But you're against yeah. the Oreos. Well, that's because I think it's a double standard here. It's not a double standard. That Oreo is like an actual like product in itself. Pizza is a customizable thing that was introduced as a customizable thing, and so I think the Oreo was was at its peak when it was just the Oreo. In fact, the only way they improved it was by going double stuff. That's all they Red did. Red velvet. No, double stuff is worse. It's Why? worse. It yeah. throws off, it throws off the ratio. Yeah. of the Oreo. The you only, have to have less cream than than cookie. The only better Oreo. No. Yeah. The only bro- better Oreo is the Oreo thin. No, no. you're all broken. Uh, you're all, the Oreo thin is good. They the knocked it out of the garbage. park with the normal girl. I will, I will, there are a couple well, get of flavors. get the fuck out of here. Shut up, that's photoshopped. Stop <laughs> it. Dill pickle. Seals. See, now look, now look, just hold that up there real quick though. They have improved the packaging for Oreos. Because now they do the thing oh, that yeah. honors the way you actually eat them. Because now you just open the whole top of yeah. the thing up. Like, you're in one of those old medical theaters where everybody's watching. You know, and you just open the whole cavity up and just start eating out of the center. <laughs> that's exactly the way people eat Oreos. But it's still, to this day, with fucking cereal... They have this like shitty little cellophane bag that you can't reseal, and uh, the, whoever you live with, the other person in your house always opens it wrong. Yeah. You know, that was me. Yeah, I think Ashley cuts it with scissors, which is just like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> or you 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 live with the person who it's clear how hard they work trying to open it. Like parts of the bag are <laughs> white. Like, yeah. Stress like, like, them out. Oh, go to the fucking gym. You can't open a goddamn <laughs> cereal bag. You oh, can't cut like you gotta cut, you can't cut them open because then it just goes bad. It goes bad. You gotta be able to have the yeah. roll. You gotta be able to have the roll. Yeah, yeah. You get yeah. to a certain point, you have the roll. It does. But you shouldn't have to do me. any of that. No. Ziploc. It, 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 it mystifies me though that you're right. I've never thought about this before, Bernie, and I'm glad you mentioned this. Mm-hmm. Why do they not just sell them in bags? They do. They're the generic ones. The shitty ones. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No one's buying the Kashi Goleen generic. <laughs> when you're when you're a sad, like poor single dad, that's what you get your kids. I will say that. Where it's like it's not Cheerios, it's just oh. Yeah, like I have them Actually, pick out which one they want from the real ones, and I say, okay, now we're going to get the bag version. Kids. Now, 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 don't look. Now, don't, they don't, don't look. care. What's, it's still sugar. What's the worst cereal? So you, you always just said, oh, the one you it. oh, grape nuts. Oh, grape no, nuts. I love fucking bad. grape no, nuts. Grape nuts pretty bad. Absolute worst. Some of nuts are so good. Some people eat it hot. Yeah, eat hot milk. grape nuts are great. You're awful. You're awful. So sugar good. smacks. My brother used to eat sugar smacks. My brother used to eat sugar smacks, and I fucking hated them so much. Because they have a weird, they, they taste like styrofoam. They have like a styrofoam consistency. Also, it's like, what is it? It's like some kind of weird folded over grain yeah, it's thing. Like a puff. It's a, like a puff, but yeah. is it corn? I don't know. Or is it but some kind good. of husk? I think it's like a grain. I, I actually like sugar a, on like it. A, I think the entire cereal aisle barley. from start to finish, I would eat anything that's in that aisle. Awful. Except grape nuts. What is that? Like, I would eat what, grape nuts. Look at that. What is in that bowl with that line it's, in the middle of it? It's a frog-based cereal. Sort. What is it? <laughs> and, then, and, they, and then they, oh, it has eight vitamins, so, <laughs> so it's way better than the s'mores Pop-Tart. I love it, but to this day though, do you still, do you ever just walk down the cereal aisle and just spend a little time there? Yeah. Because I do. I do sometimes. Oh, I mean. You just walk in and you're like, which one would I go for today? On the list of be? amazing things it's to be an adult, like being able to buy whatever cereal I want is yeah, pretty, high, pretty up high, there. high up there. Now that I'm scared of being fat, John, I don't buy it anymore. But like at the beginning when I first was like, I got a paycheck and a house, like I can get any fucking cereal I want. Yeah. I've won. I've done it. I have I have ascended. That is a wonderful turning point in every adult's life yeah. where you realize you are st- you still have 
the uh, the things you like from your youth, but now you have a credit card. Yeah. And now you can buy all of those. Or yeah. every now and then, uh, I would have ice cream for dinner. Oh yeah. When I was younger, it's like oh, I can yeah. I can do that. No one's no you one's call your about sister me. and tell her. Right? Yeah, I'd be like, hey, guess what I'm doing? Eating mm. ice cream for dinner. Bye. It's <laughs> <laughs> like no, no. Oh. <laughs> Well, it's one of the great things about having kids is you get to introduce them to these things. Yeah. But then also you're not prepared for the fact of like, oh, here, try this cereal, Fruity Pebbles. It's the best cereal there is. They eat it. They're like, this is terrible. I'm going to have sugar <laughs> smash. And you're like, the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you're not like, you have this like core disappointment. Yeah. Of like, hey. But actually my kids, the big disappointment is they refuse to eat cereal. They don't like it. Really? They don't like the That's milk right. and cereal. I'm like, that. what the fuck? I like literally at breakfast. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. They're eating these nice breakfasts of like eggs and toast and everything. Yeah. And pills. And I'm trying to force this horrible <laughs> sugary like sludge on pills. them. And they're yeah. just like, get that away from me. <laughs> it's horrible. And I'm like, you're not real children. <laughs> that's what that's what <laughs> you, I'm you I, I, that's what, I'm terrified of having kids for that exact reason. Don't do it. I would be like, I would just be so worried that all of my addictions would just be passed down through me yeah. to them. Yeah. Or because they'd see dad, that. they'd see dad eating like you you talked about the Oreos that you open up. There's a reason why people open them up like that. It's because there there's no illusions anymore. You're eating the whole thing yeah. of Oreos. Yeah. You're not eating one. You're not they, before you used to slide them out and there'd be a little sleeve like maybe I'll, no. I'm gutting that thing from the inside out. I'm eating all of them and then I'm going to start to shake a little bit and just don't look at me. <laughs> yeah. Just don't look at me. I mean you Pringles know? should be the same way. It should you open the top. You should also be able to open the bottom. Yeah. So there's no vacuum seal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're just like gunning pretzel yeah, or Pringles. Just taking a knife to the side of a Pringles can. <laughs> Got it. Exactly. It just shoots out. I mean, it's like it's like when you get to the bottom of the can, right? You already feel bad about yourself at that point. Yeah. You don't need to be like shoving your hand into a tennis I don't need, ball. Yeah, can. I don't need I don't need yeah. lacerations on my wrist. From I don't need the to can. think about the size of my fist while I'm trying to get to these last little scraps at the bottom of a the cheddar worst. cheese well, that's Pringles. Pouring in your mouth at that point. No it, that, that to me is like you give up all hope though when you're like when you upend the chip mm -hmm. bag. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't do that. I have yeah. standards, oh. John. And no, you don't. You I, I, I totally do that. Do I have no apologies about that. Oh, I, I was looking oh, for. Oh, Crispix are good too. I was, yeah. I was looking for generic cereal equivalents, and I found this Crispy image. Hexagon. It was my favorite. Crispy hexagons. <laughs> See, it's educational. Hey, kids, want to learn what hexagons are? What? Dude, I, I remember when Crispix came out. Oh. One half <laughs> of the Crispix, the side of the hexagon, is corn, and the other half is rice. Yeah. And but then they they seal them together, and I remember thinking as a kid. How did they do that? <laughs> I still honestly don't understand how they Crisp make like these crispy hexagons like these lattice patterns of this. How do they do that? I want to see know. how this stuff it's is made. Yeah. That's that's the only reason that TV show How It's Made exists. Yeah, and that's the only ones I'm ever interested in. Is I want to see them make food that I've eaten. Yeah, like it's like we're gonna show you how we make boat motors. I don't care. Uh, we're gonna show you how oh, we I make crispix. Like oh yeah, turn I that shit up. I love them all. I love them all. I think the first one I ever watched was like this is how we make lawnmowers, and I'm like fascinating. Tell me more. I, I love that channel. I want to go back further though. I want to see like the planning stage because I'm sure in like a Kellogg's and every other major cereal manufacturer General Mills that there's a point at which somebody gets out a whiteboard and says engineer says look with this design it will destroy the roof of their mouth 10% <laughs> slower yeah. so they'll be able to eat more, more of this. That's why I like Reese's Puffs over Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch is the worst. Because Captain Crunch hurts. Yeah. It's like See, eating sandpaper nuggets. That's why like, Captain Crunch with Crunch Berry is my all-time favorite. It tastes so good, but it's hurts. my all-time favorite, and it's because it has consequences. <laughs> <laughs> you you gotta be invested. You have to want it. It's gonna slow you, you down. You know the next day, anything you ingest is going to burn the top day? of your mouth. Like an hour later, that's it fair. hurts. Yeah, that's fair. I love that, and I love uh, Fruit Loops are my other ones, and those are... that Fruit Loops and Apple Jacks are pretty big offenders. They keep you on too. your toes. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Because you're like, am I... 
Is that blood coming out of my mouth? Fuck it. Just I just more. realized I have a mecca that I want to go to, and that's a Kellogg's like office. Like people want to go like to Blizzard or Pixar. I want to go to Kellogg's and just try all the cereals and all the experimental shit. Yeah. They got. Well, wasn't the uh, wasn't the Kellogg guy who was obsessed with taking big poops? Wasn't no? He was obs- he was obsessed with stopping people from masturbating. Yes. Oh, who that's was the guy right. Who's, who was the guy who was yeah. obsessed with taking big poops? What was that? Who was my that brother? Guy? I think. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Eric. Bad Eric. You know the answer to this question, right? They made the. Uh, the Matthew Broderick movie about the guy. Matthew I'll look Broderick. it up. I'll look it up. Wasn't there a president? The guy that was, was that obsessed way? taking big poops. Yeah, Howard Hughes downsizing. No, I don't know. Matthew. Downsizing. I love. I love <laughs> Google now because you can type in stuff like Matthew Broderick movie about <laughs> the guy who liked big poops. <laughs> I love Matthew and cannot lie. Anyway. <laughs> I got. I, I I love Matthew Broderick, and I love that there was always like a, there was like a there was like a cliff that Matthew Broderick went toward with his career. And then eventually just hit that and just went right What's off. What's the of last it. Matthew Broderick film you've seen? The last one I remember thinking that's Matthew Broderick was that one where he was with Meg Ryan, where they were stalking their exes. Do you remember that? No. It was like addicted to love or something like no, that. No, I think weird. the last one I saw was Producers. Producers, uh, yeah, I think I did see that as well. He's been he's been popping up in a couple of things here and there. I he used to be huge. I unapologetically loved the Godzilla movie. Real oh the one with uh where Puff Daddy did the cashmere yes. uh song where it was like yeah he just ripped off Led- great there was that time period where Puff Daddy was like I'm gonna get huge by just ripping off every Led Zeppelin song possible he's gone far yes he he's huge he's God than it me. wasn't Road to Wellness what was it it's it, the, by the way IMDb it, it was Road to Wellness wasn't it Road to Wellville there you go that's what it is okay that that's why I got confused why there's a Road to Wellness now movie too right. Isn't that what? Explain the obsession with the big dookies. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just saying while I was looking this up, it suggested that I go and see the IMDb entry for Project X. Uh, which I don't know if you remember this <laughs> Matthew Broderick movie Apple. where he's got the monkey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. The crazy thing about it, John, it's look so at this. Sad. Here's Matthew Broderick in this 1987 movie. There's Helen Hunt. Yeah. Helen Hunt looks the exact same. She has looked the exact same age since she was about 18 years old. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. like John Hamm. Mm-hmm. Like they just hit this point and it's like, this is as old as they are. Yeah. And they're going to look this way forever. And this was John Hamm always, did John Hamm always look like a 45 year old man? Like is it in your brain? He's that that my next door neighbor in uh, college. Was he really? Yeah, my first year at college, he was my next door neighbor. Wow. He was he went to the University of Texas for a very short period of time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Did you like so your best friends with ever John interact with him? Didn't put it together until years later. It's like, oh, that was the guy. Do you think yeah. he remembers you? No, but I'm I'm kind of dancing around a subject here, but it was he didn't go to the he didn't go to UT for very long for because for reasons. He was asked not to return, kind of a thing. So you can look that up on your own if you want to. Cool. That's fun. Yeah. I'll do that right now. Yeah. So Project, by the way, Project X, really good movie. I cry at the end of that movie every time I watch it. What's it's the one where he has to release the monkeys from like the experiment. Well, again, grew up in Riverside. It was on. There was only five channels. <laughs> it was that and Armed and Dangerous were always on. Jesus I don't know if you remember that movie, but it was great. It was like I, a, re- I do remember the existence this, of that this movie. There's a scene where uh, I think Eugene Levy uh, dresses in assless chaps, and it's just, and comedy ensues. Co- hilarity ensues. It's great. Yeah, it's about Kellogg. Road to Wel- Wolf was about Kellogg. A, it is. Weird experiments. It's, just, it's a. Uh, uh, all I know about him was a yeah, masturbation no stuff. Men shirt. Oh wow! It's from uh, that movie a local local uh, printer. Can't remember who it was. I was. Uh, you'll appreciate this. I was. I was. I was looking at one of the uh, captions for No Country for Old Men on like Amazon or something, and it was you know the, the caption that describes the movie as that, and it's like uh, a man in the Midwest makes a bad decision that forever alters his life, and he's hunted by a guy that has weird hair. No way! You say the weird <laughs> hair. I swear to God, it said weird hair, and I was like, that's how you're gonna. That's how you're gonna boil down Javier Bardem's performance <laughs> as this like wraith-like character that cannot be one of stopped. the best villains ever. But he I, has the weird hair. I guarantee, like twenty years from now, when people are thinking about that movie, 
and okay. the way they want to look it up, they're going to say movie with the guy who has weird hair. That's what they're going right to say, up. right? It's, it's going to pop cut. right yeah. up. Yeah. Or the guy, the, the, the guy with weird hair who has quarters. Yeah. <laughs> that's Gold what they're going to say. This quarter traveled all the way up. That was freaky. Yeah. That's a good Javier Bardem impression, dude. Gold. Just from that one. The Anton Sugar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, did, I did the thing. I, I went down a, a rabbit hole. I do this maybe every like five years where I'm like, I'm going to read more. Because that makes me more cultured. Mm -hmm. But I only read books when there's gonna the movie coming out, so I can say <laughs> I read the book. Well, I read the book first mm -hmm. before I watch the movie, and then I'm the annoying person who tells you everything that's different <laughs> in the book from the movie and how the book's better because of that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that was me. That's I did like the most all the asshole approach movies. to self improvement I've ever heard. No, it's really fun. So I can appreciate it. I like best it. when you can be better than other people. That's how it works. <laughs> Do you understand that? There's a point system. Okay. <laughs> so did you read No Country for Old Men? I did. The uh, <laughs> they describe in in the and book. I tried reading Blood Meridian, and I was like, I don't know, I'm getting. And the road, I was like, Nah, I can't do this. Oh my oh, god, I, I man, read the road, the, road yeah. the last the last chapter of the road. These are all, these are all by Cormac McCarthy. Yeah. Blood Meridian, I don't think I've ever read. But the last chapter of the road is like tear your fucking heart out. I, I made Jeff. Did you watch the movie? I made I know I made Jeff Ramsey read it just to make him cry. Oh basically. my god, it's <laughs> it's, it's there's just it's sad. It's, it's sad. A sad, sad movie. You know, produced that movie. Hmm. Uh, Mark Cuban, it's his really? company out of Dallas. Yeah, that made that that movie. Hmm. Also, super, super sad. I also love actors, and I won't say who the name of the actor, but there's an actor who makes a cameo in that movie yeah. very late, and I see him in cameos all the time, and I like big-name actors who make small cameos in movies. Was it the guy at the very end? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, now I want to talk about him. Oh, wait, go ahead. Talk about him. So you're talking about Guy Pierce, right? Yeah, you're talking about yeah. Guy Pierce. yeah. Did you see uh, Lockdown? Like Lockup, yeah. or whatever that movie was, where no. it was about he has to go to the prison... The like supermax prison in space and got, save the president's daughter. It got a uh, what? No, but I'm gonna see this. Awesome. It sounds lockdown. It's it's. Oh, it got I'm sued. It got they got they got sued because it <laughs> was too close to another movie. Lock Somebody out. actually lived that lockout. story. Is that what it's called? Yeah, lockout. Lockout. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's, it's a stupid movie. It is a. Oh, it's like it's basically like Judge Dredd almost. It is a 1980s movie that was made yeah. like five years. Emily ago. Warnock, the daughter of the American president, leads a humanitarian mission to MS-1, an outer space prison in which the oh, 500 wait. most dangerous criminals from Earth are kept in a state of artificial sleep. Just as Emily arrives, the now awakened prisoners stage a violent rebellion, and she and the MS-1 crew are taken hostage. Isn't it that like Emily's? To New shut York? up. Emily's only chance for salvation wow, lies with Snow. Guy Pierce, a wrongly convicted agent who has been promised his freedom if he saves her. It's Escape from New York. Yeah, yeah. that's yep. that's. I think that's but, who suited. But Gus, <laughs> okay. you're, Gus, you're missing. You're missing the point of this. It's Escape from New York if the entire island of Manhattan were in space. Space. Gotcha. It's, Do you understand me? And that and it's actually space. a really fun movie, and I want to spoil the ending for it's everyone a, that's listening to you right now. But I, I I won't do that for you. They're not actually in space. No, they're still they're in space. Okay. But the way it ends, the way they get from space to the surface of the earth is amazing. Okay. Yeah, I don't it's remember. amazing. Are they locked out of earth? Uh, no, I, th I think lockout is just an analogy for life. Gotcha. He's you know been locked out of his life. I what's one thing about a Guy Pierce role they've still never explained was, so he shows up in Prometheus at the beginning as mm -hmm. old Guy Pierce. Old Guy Pierce, yeah. But then he no, never... He, what did he play? He played he, uh, Waylon. He was Waylon. Yeah. He was Waylon. And then... He, they, he never is shown as regular young guy Pierce ever in that movie. Not yet. But then they have a sequel, and he's still not young guy Pierce. Right. He he's was like younger though, old. wasn't he? Yeah. So beyond the normal why scope did of they, human life. Why did they cast, usually when guy they cast someone who's who to and then they make them old? It's because they need maybe, them to look young. Maybe they didn't want someone super old because they weren't sure if they would still be alive for filming the sequel. Yeah. 
That's remember, remember actually a possibility. Remember Dumbledore? Dumbledore yeah. died. That's yeah. what happened, man. They took a chance, and it did not pay off. Uh, also, the Oracle from Matrix died. Yeah, yeah. that sucks. That was another one, that, that the sequel they That kind of got explained. They, yeah, they, easier, they were able to explain that one. Yeah, so it has to look different. They're well, it's the Matrix, down, yeah. Different yeah. Swap mm -hmm. people out. It's a role. I prefer the sense. first actress. She was better. But, you know, it's me. What the hell are we talking about? Yeah, a lot of cookie. Well, there's a big one coming up. Um, you know, Carrie Fisher died before. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, episode nine. And she's making it into all three films. Yeah, I think what it, she, uh, it's it's kind of, it's a bit ironic in a very morbid way that of all those main characters from the original trilogy, they've killed all of them. Spoiler, except for her character, and then the actress who plays Leia dies in real life. Yeah, yeah. I think J.J. Abrams said they're going to use footage from episode seven that yeah. they didn't use for the film, and that's how they're going to use this her is not in nine. Go well, and then you know what the saddest part is. I'm not gonna. I don't want to start talking about the Last Jedi because I get hot when I talk about it. So we're just we're gonna keep it at a lukewarm temperature. But the saddest part is, if you've seen that movie, there was a natural point where that character could have died. Oh, it would have been beyond amazing. beyond natural, amazing. I mean, arguably, should have died. But it would have been so great for the character development for Kylo Ren because he couldn't pull the trigger and someone else killed her, and that could have been so amazing depending on where that character's gonna go. But instead, she lived. I don't and know, that's man. All I'll say about that. I don't know about that. I mean, I I do agree with you from that specific moment, but over the course of those movies, I don't know how many of my childhood heroes have to die to convince the audience that this is a bad guy. You know, it's like it, it seems like the yeah. whole purpose of my childhood heroes was to show like this guy who doesn't look like he's bad, kind of looks like a, like a whiny little kid. Yeah, yeah, he's actually really evil. You know, it's who, like, yeah, we get it. Stop fucking killing. How did people. Is that what you're boiling it down? That the only reason they're doing that's that the only reason why they're doing it. They keep fucking killing how, how did my childhood heroes. How did Optimus Prime die in the Transformers animated? Oh, Orson Welles ate him as the planet. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what it was? I can't remember. I don't remember, but it, I remember being very sad. Yeah, I know. I remember he died, but I can't remember. It fucked me up. He got stabbed, didn't he? Maybe. Get stabbed by a big sword? Optimus Prime. By the guy who took over for Megatron. I don't know. I, I just remember that when he died, they passed the mantle to Hot Rod. And then he oh, became right. Optimus Prime. And I'm like, that is cool. Optimus <laughs> Prime cool. sounds yeah. like a, a product Prime you would buy at a certain, you know, shop that has all the windows what all kind of, What out. kind of shop? What kind of, be what a sex shop about? and be a dildo. It's oh, oh, oh I see. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how we were going to go with that you joke. Window you shopping went, at a sex shop? We went straight into a sex shop. No, just all the sex shops, like the windows are always like black. Ever bought anything at a sex shop? Yeah. No. Lots of stuff. Did you pay cash? Uh, no, I don't care. I've bought stuff at this online. Point, the, at this point, the government and everyone knows that I'm a pervert, so what, who cares? Really? Yeah. Why is that being a pervert? Oh, you you just see the shit that I <laughs> okay. Well, no, no, I just mean I don't care. I'm not ashamed of going in there and, and buying something for. I think it's inevitable, right? Yeah. That all that stuff's gonna get out there anyway. There was there hasn't been gotten a whole lot of press, but Reddit just announced or revealed that they got hacked in the middle of the summer, uh, and their user database and some hashed passwords got out from a very specific point in time. Uh, and I'm just working from memory here, paraphrasing, I'll probably get some of this wrong, but one of the things they revealed was like all the data, user data, posts, upvote records, everything from like 2005 to 2007, very early on in Reddit's life, all that, the hacker got all that, including people's DMs, which I don't think people were doing stuff in their DMs and Reddit, Reddit. but it is I one of those things. I didn't know Reddit things. had DMs. Yeah, right. I it is one idea. of those things where, oh, really? Because people tag me in stupid shit all the fucking time. Is that what a DM is when someone- Yeah, when you get a message. Yeah. It's, oh. a, it's a private message. I thought it was a, like a comment. You can, you can message each other, but I think when you're tagged, it also shows up as- okay, shows so up. I don't, I've oh, never okay. been DM'd. I've been tagged, but I don't think I've ever been DM'd. It just shows yeah, up as an alert. Here's nothing too. Facebook, I'm I'm mad at you. Uh, Facebook does this thing where they Stop using I'm it. pretty anal about 
notifications. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, my inbox is my to-do list, and I clear out my inbox and email. Whereas fucking Matt Hullum, I don't know how he lives like this. I look me. at his fucking phone, and it's it literally his mail icon says he has 18,000 messages on Ray. Oh, what do you got, Nick? Let me see. Let me see where I'm at. And I just, I don't know how people do it. That's how many messages I have. Oh, wow. What? Six, so there's a couple things that make me mad here. Yeah. First of all, your email is 6,718. Yeah. Your phone is 10. Yeah. Don't see. Uh, yeah. So if you, you have to look at it, if you, you mean, had you the mean little, how many like voicemails I have that I haven't listened to, yeah, there are you, no numbers care. on the front of my phone. There and are if no you numbers. got one of those red numbers or Gus, if you got one, you would have to clear it out, right? Yeah. It's like it would bug you until yeah, you got rid of it. I let it go. Facebook and Instagram both always tell me, "Oh, you have a notification," and then I go to hit it. Oh, I hate that. What's my notification? They're like, "You should add your contacts." It's like no, that's not a notification yeah. that mm-hmm. you want me to fucking add my contacts or give you access to my contact, and it just does it like every two weeks. Now fucking Instagram's doing it. It's always bugging me of like, oh, invite and, four of your friends or some sort. Yeah, shit. I'm not doing oh, that. Oh yeah, shit. in that top right corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's Instagram right. added so many different small things to it that I'm like, I, you were so pure, you were so pure, and now you're just not pure. You got, you got zucked. Yeah, dude, there's just so much crap on there. They've got Instagram TV, you've got stories, you've got, which, by the way, are the same fucking thing. What's the fucking difference? It's the same thing. One just lasts longer, which, by the way, is the same thing as if you just post a video to your feed. It doesn't make any sense. Here's my two notifications I have right now on Instagram. I have two notifications. One is, John, discover people, and the other one is, open Facebook. (laughs) Why would I get a notification that I need to open Facebook? Maybe you have an alert in Facebook. Do you have your Facebook account connected to your Instagram account? I don't know, but if I do, I'm going to turn it off. Do they not? Do they want me to turn it off? Is Facebook just your mom now? Yeah, I just have one calling you to remind you shit you don't need to ever think about ever. Look, here's some here's some recipes. Yeah, hey, here's hey, there's a virus going around. You know, you get those things from your pastors. Like, here's viral email. Oh Jesus Christ! Here's the problem though. I just clicked on the discover people, and the first person I saw was someone I want to follow. It's like I'm like, well, it kind of worked, but yeah, Emily, be bright. I'm gonna. Oh. I'm gonna read this. Following her. Yeah. What is it? What do you got? Uh, I want to remind everyone: this episode not, of but... the Receipt Podcast is brought to you by BB Sama Apparel. BB Sama Apparel is a unique new brand that has high quality stuff with stylish designs. Shirts are super comfortable. They're made from very high quality uh, cotton. Their designs are done by top anime artists like Jimbo Box and Lucid Sky. Uh, they're comfy enough to wear at home while binge watching anime, but also stylish enough to wear on a fun night out on the town. BB Sama is officially collaborating with Capcom and uh, Udon Collectibles for some awesome products. The Zodiac Bomber jackets are cool and unique. The embroidery is top of the line. We've got it here. Oh yeah, here's one here. Let me turn the other one around. Oh, boom. Uh, embroidery, where was I? Is top of the line. Inline design is super stylish. Uh, if you're looking for high quality apparel made from some of the coolest anime artists, definitely check out BB Sama Apparel. Their products are awesome, high quality, come with some of the coolest designs and high quality printing. Don't wait, check out BB Sama Apparel on Instagram at uh, BB Sama Apparel or their website at bbsama.com. That's B I B I S A M A.com. Use promo code Roosterteeth for free shipping. Check out BB Sama Apparel for a cool new brand that has high quality products. Rawr. I'm down a fucking rabbit hole over here. Thank you. Looking at Dr. Kellogg's medical contraptions that he had. Apparently, he just believed in a lot of really weird shit. Dr. Kellogg. Mm-hmm. He, he, one of his so, inventions was the cornflake. Yeah, the cornflake was invented. It was interesting because they wanted to mm-hmm. curb masturbation. And the thought was you could control physical impulses like masturbation by eating very bland food. So what's the blandest food you can think of? It's like, let's make cornflakes. So cornflakes was intentionally created to be bland so that people would stop jerking it. That's crazy. How many people do you think have jerked it into a bowl of cornflakes? <laughs> it's even better than half and half. Yeah, oh yeah, because it's thicker. What's the, what's what the if you crushed a bunch in your hand and jerk off with cornflakes? You flakes? could try. 
And what's Lord the, knows probably someone has a version <laughs> with masturbation specifically. Like what's what's the well, motivation? The devil. Why did that why did that make it into the list of things you're not supposed to you do? You want you want you want a legitimate answer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Cuz I was told constantly do not stop stop touching yourself. Yeah. It was it's that Maybe you can't have impure thoughts. So even like thinking something sexual about someone is considered an impure thought. Okay. And so in order to masturbate, you normally have to at least think something sexual about another person. Unless and, you're a 13-year-old dude. But even guess, but even then, that's like it's just considered yeah. like the no no birth control thing. I get well, I, it could be also you want like, more people in your religion. So sure, well, it, could be, it, it, it could be tied right. into that. Like they don't want you wasting oh, your you go mean juice. The actual real reason? Yeah, or like well, that was in the Bible. Reason. It says don't spill your seed. Yeah. Right, you got to keep that. It's, seed they, they, they want they, they want you using it to make kids. Yeah, yeah. See, and if they're masturbating, they're not going to make kids. Well, no, they feel like they figure if you're if you can't masturbate, you're going to just pop a load. Oh, there we go. You're going to be. You know, you're going fucking live wire in there, and you're just, you're going to make tons of kids. And you're also going to be way more vo- motivated to go out and like. Oh, yeah, you're, you're trying. Yeah. yeah, if you can't touch yourself, you got to go. Which is a joke on bit. me from the beginning because I don't make babies, so I could have been jerking the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Did you, you ever go through a period where you didn't jerk off because of religious reasons? Loads. Really? There were even <laughs> that's a poor, poor word choice, John. <laughs> Great word choice. Very poor word he choice. Used in Barber's <laughs> chair. I think that I was fall, perfect. How, how big were those loads? No, there was actually, this is even a trend, this is even a trend that was done within the youths of the church, was uh, guys would try to see how long, as a pact, they could go without jerking It's like Seinfeld. Yeah, but like, for God is why they did it. And so so we would like, and then we would hold as like a pride thing, like I didn't, I haven't jerked off in like two months. Really? Yeah. Or did you get the conversation of like, well, if you jerk me off, it doesn't count, kind of a thing? God, I wish somebody brought that up. It feels like the natural evolution of that conversation. I would have been fine with that, but no one brought that up. Bunch of dudes talking about their jerking off habits, yeah. I I, I didn't go to a Catholic school, we didn't sit around talking to each other about jerking off. (laughs) I've always said the gayest guys are straight guys, so. I went to, for for clarity, (laughs) I went to a uh, public school and we talked about jerking off a lot. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Nick, I don't even. I have I, no I, idea. I don't remember. I don't I have think no I idea did. how old Nick is. I, I really can't ever put my finger on I'm 38. it. Thirty-eight. Twenty-two. You're thirty-eight. Yeah. Okay. So that seems weird to me because I mean you're younger than me. Yeah, a little bit. But I definitely was in an era where it's like people didn't talk about jerking off. But even after I went to college, my girlfriend that I went to college with, she was in education, so she was doing her student teaching, and she was she would talk about how the kids in her class were always talking about jerking off, like very openly, publicly in class. Seemed like something that shifted yeah, I, really. I don't. Fast. Yeah, I don't remember ever talking about that or it ever coming up. It's possible that I'm uh, viewing my past through my present. Because I talk <laughs> about it a lot right now. Look, also be just Riverside. That's also Riverside. Again, nothing much <laughs> to nothing, do. Nothing. Again, Riverside, great place. Now, growing up, Very nothing rural. to do but meth. Ta- and talk about and talk whether about, or not you're jerking off. Yeah. Well, just you're just sitting there minding your own business. Well, you Project know, X comes you on have, TV you and you're like, well, have, what am I going to do? Well, <laughs> Holly, you know, what was it, Helen Hunt? Uh, well, like you at some point when you were growing up, though, had to have the conversation with your friends of like who had the porno no, tape. No, literally. Yeah, the porno was a thing for what? sure. The porno tape. Oh, I never got Everyone that. always had a porno tape. And First if, porn I ever saw was on the internet. Really? Yeah. No, mine was we had VHS tapes, which was you were in the danger zone because you didn't have, we weren't that kind of house that had, I didn't have my own TV and VHS player. She had to go into so a I living to, room? It had to be a living room Oof. activity, which was, you were just, you're running the gauntlet. So mom's going to the store. So you'd have mom's to, running the gauntlet. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's changed She's the forever. one in danger of walking in yeah. on something. But yeah, you would be like, mom's going to the store. You have to do the math in your head. Okay, it takes probably about 10 minutes for her to get there, yeah. 10 minutes to shop, 10 minutes to get back. Then you're looking around going, did she forget anything? Like, where's the purse? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are the keys? What's going on? Is she going to come back in here? I, never, I don't think I ever got caught. So, 
But I Kumail Nanjiani has a great bit where he talks about this, like this exact thing mm -hmm. you're talking about, mm -hmm. where uh, same thing. He realized he has a window of opportunity to watch his VHS porn tape, but then the VCR broke and the tape was stuck in it. Oh no! So then it became a matter of how do you extract the tape from the VCR? Yeah. Uh, or in time. Yeah. What do you do? In that situation, Cue the Mission just, Impossible theme song. Right. That yeah, walk away and pretend like it doesn't. Dig I don't know how it got in there. That's weird. Yeah, we used to have when I was in college. I remember we had the bag of porn. Uh, the, everyone had. What's the bag of porn? <laughs> What's the? That's not a term. No, it is. It is now. Uh, I'd like to introduce this woods? into the Rooster Teeth oh. community. Uh, we had a giant black garbage bag of porn tapes that we everyone, me and my group of friends, had just accumulated. Over the years, Why you keep and we a bag of shame. Well, it was like yeah, clubhouse. Keep, but what would happen was every time one of us would help the other person move, okay. the bag would get somehow stashed in the new person's house, and it was always fun to figure out when and if they discovered the bag, uh, or maybe oh. their girlfriend would discover the. So it was bag. a plant. There was a plant. Yeah, we would just do it to screw with each other. Oh, okay, because oh, we had seen all of them already. It was okay. like, well, how many times can you watch like? The German sausage number four before <laughs> Christ. I don't know why I that. uh, that's a made-up name the that's only the stuff that I on on the TV that I was able to use for masturbatory materials was always just the titty parts of like Movies mm -hmm. that were legitimate like oh, yeah. like uh, uh, watching American pie or something like that no, It was always it was always it was like choice after midnight on Showtime you'd get like some out there stuff like Emmanuel, Queen of the Desert. I've probably seen most of the Emmanuel series of movies. Did you see this story uh, last? This I think it was this week that HBO has finally discontinued and taking off yeah. all of their uh, no. like porn stuff. Oh no! Like all the adult programming yeah, is yeah, like yeah. is going away. I didn't it's know like about that. All of their original programming, like real sex and yeah, yeah all that stuff. There's is, a is great gone. video uh, where someone is like, it's young actors calling home and describing their parents the part they got. And it's all like, yeah, I'm in there, and oh, I'm naked, yeah. <laughs> and then the dwarf comes in, and then I go down on him, and he yeah, goes down on me, though. and then they're like, their parents are all upset. And they're like, oh, no, it's for HBO. And they're like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like literally describing scenes from like Game of Thrones and yeah. other things and Sex in the City. And uh, Well, yeah. it's like people got upset before Westworld Season 1 came out when they would see like the extra call sheets or the, the casting notices for extras in Westworld, and it'd be like, must be comfortable with nudity and posing as furniture. It's like, what the fuck? Are they doing like what are they making over there? That's hilarious. I'm gonna be nude uh, acting as furniture. Is there anybody in Westworld that hasn't been nude at this point? Uh, Anthony Hopkins, I don't think ever. Uh, yeah. I think you're probably right Got on that nude. regard. Yeah, uh, on but that as far as like the, as far as I don't think Anthony Hopkins has ever been nude, period, in life. He was born with probably like a three piece suit. I don't know. Anthony yeah, Hopkins yeah. nude. Yeah, let's see what <laughs> Anthony Hopkins nude. Man, you know what I watched with <laughs> Anthony Hopkins? I've never seen this movie and I can't get. I have to watch it in spurts because it's so hilariously <laughs> bad. Alexander, have you seen this movie? No, no. it's on Netflix right it's now. It's on Netflix. I fired it Colin up. It's Farrell. the ultimate director's cut for It's three hours long. Yeah. It's an Oliver Stone epic about Alexander the Great. It okay. bombed. And it, yeah, well, I can tell you exactly why it bombed. It bombed it in theaters. weird as shit. But it was uh, right around the time that all the epics were coming out, and that was like the thing. It was like, they're trying to make it like Troy, Troy and that yeah. kind of thing. It's it's uh, Jared Leto, Colin Farrell. It's a great cast, but it's just a weird movie. You know, it's like that Oliver Stone style where you're like, are we still in this battle? Yeah. And are we flashing back in this battle? Like they do the battles and they do the left flank and the right flank and the middle flank and it's still confusing and they just keep cutting back. It's weird. It's weird. It's but one I of those watch it. things too. Keep Has on. that story of this director has been trying to make this movie for 10 or 15 years. Has that story ever ended with, and then the movie came out and it was great? 
Ever? I try to think what no, that would Avatar? be. That I know of. Avatar is probably the only one I can think of like that. Usually, it's like when someone tries to like. I'm really worried about this Don Quixote movie. Oh, they're still making that. Oh yeah, <laughs> they've been trying to make it for probably 20 years now, and I'm worried it's going to come out and you'll be like, "What was that? What was the point of all that?" Yeah, it's it's usually when a production has issues, mm-hmm. like for quite a long period of time. It doesn't. I don't. I can't think of any good examples of when that that uh, comes to fruition. I'm going point. through a list of movies that were in development hell to see if well, I can find one. The, uh, World War Z was one of those like, biography about like Truman Capote. Where, World War Z wasn't like a movie that people wanted to make. The book came out like no, no, no. But it was a movie that that the production on, yeah. kept taking forever because they they like pre-production took forever and they kept changing out people that were like writing or directing it mm-hmm. and. So like it was one of those things that, and everyone kept vying for it because of the book. And then when it came out, everyone was like, "Okay." It was actually a pretty good movie. It was though. fine. It just wasn't. Yeah, it great. wasn't the end all be all. Like, I was like so, that too. I guess an X Men movie they tried to make since '84. Talking about the X Men thing though, there was like an Your article that came out that was talking about how with the acquisition, New Mutants and Dark Phoenix are pointless, but they're still going to release them. They've already made them. That's the thing. New Mutants yeah. weird though. They're trying to do a horror movie. Yeah. Well, they. But they also went into like they pushed its release way back, and some people think it might have been because of the acquisition coming, or some people think it's because no one liked what they made. Maybe. And uh, I think it's, it's Warlock. Both. What's that? Warlock. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I, I remember seeing the trailer, and I go, "This does. This feels totally weird for this title." And then just anything, any other news that I saw from it just wasn't exciting. I like New Mutants. It's a good title, and I love X Men comics. I get irrationally angry. Comics guy, Nick, at all? A little bit. Yeah. Little bit, not much. John, then I want to see if this happens to you as well. I get irrationally angry at all the X Men movies when they show like a, usually it's a younger character, a side character who has like Earth moving powers or can shoot fire or something like that. Of like, it's almost like they're taking a character, but doing it almost like intentionally doing them wrong. You know, like the characters, especially like in Logan, the younger characters. I'm like, I'm like, why not just use the actual characters? Yeah. From the comics, like Avalanche or somebody like that, and just call them that. Yeah. You know, instead of like just getting them kind of right. I feel like that's how like Rogue started off, where she was supposed to be Kitty Pride. Like they they, they made a hybrid of the Rogue and the Kitty Pride storyline. I could complain about every single okay. X Men movie all the way Did up you? until Logan because I don't really think other than maybe Do you like Logan? I love Logan. Logan's fantastic. Logan like you get Deadpool too. I love Deadpool too. There you go. Actually. So we're starting to knock it out of the park on that. Yeah. I uh, like a Caliban, right? Yeah, Caliban though I'm saying like it was all, an interpretation, but it was still good. Yeah, and that, like I'm fine Caliban with that. Like, from like Apocalypse was like Caliban doesn't know who you are. Yeah, Caliban doesn't trust you. Oh, I haven't seen Apocalypse. Oh, I hated yeah. that. <laughs> that was bad, Caliban. Bad Caliban. Uh, <laughs> and then Olivia Munn, like, Olivia see Munn it. just stands behind him the entire time, like, well, don't even I'm, get me started how they fucked up Psylocke. Uh, <laughs> I fucking hate that movie. I hate Apocalypse. Nah, she was a Johnny Come Lately anyway. I don't really care. No, just the whole Apocalypse movie, just in general, they fucked up everything. Did they have Death Angel with the blade wings? Death Angel. Yeah. Archangel. Archangel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, how's he go? How's he go? It's his wings, John. How's he go? It's not his arms. It's well, here, yeah. wings. wings. And they go. <laughs> That's what they do. They yeah, do they do did. They awesome. fucked him up. He's awesome. Um, the character sucks. He was way better after he died. And he came back as the blue death angel. He didn't die. With the, with the, yeah. He did die. He didn't die and become Archangel. They put the spears in his wings. No, he was just he was just put up in that. He got taken down. He was fine. That's from when he was put him in the Morlock tunnel. But then they put him, they turned him into Archangel. That was when he went to Apocalypse. Right, after they stabbed him. No, the that was the Morlock tunnel. He no was idea. put up there. That was when Storm fights the Morlock leaders. Become it's, like <laughs> it's all one continuous narrative. No, it's not. I have the book at home. It blends into each other. <laughs> so what happened was Archangel got his suit during the Secret Wars. He grabbed it. You're just so triggering I, me. I got, 
I got irrationally angry. Speaking of getting irrationally angry, I got irrationally angry in a meeting yesterday. Uh, you were there. Bernie was there. Uh, we were sexy Gus calendar. We were. It was a meeting about the sexy oh, Gus calendar. Right. I that meeting. Mm. And uh, we're going over all of the images, trying to decide like which images are going to go on the calendar. And we get to the point in the meeting where we start talking about like what dates should be printed on the calendar. So we yes. start with, of course, all the holidays. Let's make sure they're all on there. Sure. We get to November. And your uh, birthday has to be on there, obviously. Someone, someone asks. Tenth anniversary of the podcast is in 2019 as well. Uh, that's another date. Yep. yep. In May. So uh, we get to November and someone goes, I don't think that's the right date for Thanksgiving. And I look at it and said, no, it's the fourth Thursday in November. It's that's Thanksgiving. Like, I don't think that's right. I go, no, that's definitely the right date for Thanksgiving. And someone else in the room goes, well, why don't we double check online and make sure that's the right date for Thanksgiving? And I, <laughs> I said it way louder than I meant to. I probably shouldn't have said it at all. I just looked at everyone in the meeting and I said, are you all stupid? <laughs> Thanksgiving is always the fourth Thursday in November. I like, can't believe we're having this discussion and wasting time talking about this. Wow. Did that was a boiling point? Anyway? Someone ended up looking it up yeah, like, yeah, that's the right date. And the person who, brought, who pointed out that it might be the wrong date initially said, oh, I was looking at the 2018 date instead of the 2019 date. It's like, of course. Now I'm the asshole because I know when Thanksgiving is. I, I'm, I'm always the guy that has to ask. When Thanksgiving is, because I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I've, I've just that, shed. That's, that's one thing. The other thing is to hear someone declare when Thanksgiving but, is and go. You know, I don't think that's the day. You know, we live in a society now. Where there's been a paradigm shift. Like before Google, you had to know stuff. After mm -hmm. Google, you just don't have to know stuff anymore. You just have to know how to look it up. You just have to know how to Google it. But I personally, so knowing I question, Gus, I question everything. Gus has a pretty good head on well, his shoulders. Gus and is, yeah, Gus is like um, we haven't confirmed whether or not he is a computer. Right. We don't know that. So if Gus were to tell me that Thanksgiving is the fourth Thursday of November, I'd go, "That sounds very correct," and I, I would go him. with that. I and I would him. not be someone in a meeting who would go, "No, I don't think it is." We should double check. Let's Google it. That's also, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're, you're you're pretty high up in this company. I also would just be like, we'll check it later. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, 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 absolutely right. That's actually like exactly <laughs> how. That, that's the diplomatic do. angle Bernie Gus was taking. The, it was you saying, let's double check all of the dates just to be yeah, safe. Yeah, we're, we're making sure, a calendar. We, we, we want to make sure we don't get something wrong. Who the fuck knows? I would, could, this could be one of those years where they add a second or some shit. You know, there's like a 31st day in exactly. February, and you're like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> or 30th day in February, and you're like, cool. <laughs> Whatever. They, they have the 31st, but not the 30th. It's really weird. That'd be hilarious. Some new stuff. You should just you should do something. You gotta you gotta hide an Easter egg in that calendar somewhere. Oh, well, there's just, there's 12 of them. Are there? <laughs> These pictures are amazing. Yeah, I think you saw the you, you, the cover. Is the cover you lying the you doing the Burt Reynolds? Yeah. I fucking love that so much. He's showing. Oh you the my thing. god. These are. He's giving him. All um, right. This is. I need to. I need you guys to cover my crotch with these pizza boxes because that that is. Okay, <laughs> that is. These are just. These are just these, all of the options. Yeah, these, these are all the options. That's aren't that's the final that's got to be one. That's got to. I think one that right was there. one of them. Yeah, that's got to be one also. So this calendar, while we're working on it right now, it won't be available probably until November because we just got to. We we have now made it. We just have to now produce it. We yep. have to manufacture all these calendars, which is going to take some time. And yep. then get them through shipping and all that stuff. These fucking tiki glasses are taking forever it's, to get through customs. Have we, have we talked why? I don't know. It's just, I'm saying that, oh, you say it was customs. It's yeah. customs. Customs sometimes goes, no, you don't get your stuff. Well, they're coming from Tijuana? Where's, where's, where's the Tijuana? Tijuana. Tijuana. Tiki land? Great Which, place in Mexico. Yeah. My favorite Mexican tiki city. Tiki customs tijuana. are tough. It's, it's tight. 
I think, unsurprisingly, they probably are coming from China, I would assume. I would assume. But they got right. locked up. Taiwan, it's, this probably. is something else. I forget what the other thing is, but they've been locked up in customs. Yeah. I think it was our bags for RTX. Oh, Austin. they got, they got. Those big up. old mm -hmm. bags. We had these massive bags and they just didn't make it. Bags. But it's been like a month, dude. <laughs> it's been a like, month. Like I feel like you're really enunciating we that. We intermittently have bags. trouble bags. with that, with that process. Didn't we have the same problem with Griff Balls back in the day? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I was here when we had yeah. ball problems. Yeah, I like that ball backpack we have. I have to make sure I grab one before they're gone, because then it's like I'll never be able to get one again. Yeah, that's what it's turned into. These products, like we used to, just like, oh, they'll be there forever, and we'll reorder them. But we have so many new products now. You gotta <laughs> get it when it comes out, and then it's gonna go away. Like my actual favorite hat to wear is that vintage RVB baseball hat. Mm. And that one, and I have one of them. I used to have two. Now I have one. It's like I'm afraid to like wear it because I know I'll never be able to get it again. Be lost forever to time. I wear my star hat instead from the big hat company. So you keep the one. Yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm not wearing the thing that I would prefer to wear. That's so funny to say. That. I just, I sent, um, I, I recently, for the first time in like 12 years, because I had like a gift card and stuff, I finally got a new TV. I literally upgraded from. How big was this fucking gift card? It was a pretty good gift card. Yeah. He had been consolidating gift cards for years. For <laughs> yeah. One gift card. But I went from like one of those big checks. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a gift card. It's Best Buy on it. it the uh, Where was the gift card to? It was Best Buy. Who gave you the gift card? I'm not going into this. I want to know. Seven, yeah. I went from a 720p TV. Okay, what if you're, what if this is like a grift? And we're, you're just making us part of it. Where'd the gift card come from? It came from winning Fit for RTX. Oh, is that what it came from? You yeah. won in a contest. I won in a contest. It was that big of a Award contest? Award-winning body. Award-winning body. What'd this. you win? I won uh, the muscle gain category. Muscle gain? How the fuck do you measure that? Well, I lost a certain amount out of uh, muscle, I mean, a fat percentage, and also... Changed. How do they measure that? We measured, we measured fat percentage. What the, what, how do you, I'm asking you, how do you, yeah, they, you, oh, you a they got a little pincher. No, we did the, uh, the electronic version where you, it sends a pulse <laughs> through your body. This is not scientific. This sounds like a doctor. thing. They can dip you in water too. I think. Yeah, we didn't do that. We you just held the thing. thing. And, it, and can you hold the electrical thing while you're in the water? Did yeah, you dehydrate right? the day before? No, I didn't. Try it out there while I did it actually. Please, please do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't no, do that. I didn't. I really wanted accurate numbers. I mean, you've made great progress. Thank you. I really. But this is a big. This is a big fucking deal. How okay. much was the gift card? Can you say? I'm not telling you how much the big. How much was the gift card? Anybody know? Any RTX fit losers in there? Who knows? You know what? If you want to know how much this gift card is, win it next year and lose some weight. So this was a company-wide initiative to make people more healthy. Yes. And you want a TV. Well, I won a gift card that helped me buy a TV. What kind of what TV did you get? You had, you, you, had, you had a 720p. What you got now? I got a, I got a 4K TV now. Nice. Not a very healthy choice. Get like a juicer. Keep it going. Fit already, for RTX. I already have that. TV. This is an investment in future gift cards. I so have saying. that stuff already. Mm -hmm. As okay. in, I, I, I do things already to make myself healthy. So you're saying you had an unfair advantage going into this? You are just trying to get something started. I'm not the one stealing TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I don't want to talk. <laughs> we, need to get, we need to get an independent counsel on this. I'm good. I didn't, the, the, there, was, there was a point to this story, and it's not Well, what's the point it. of that? You got a no, fork? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You've literally built up. I was just going to make some sort of stupid anecdote based off something you just said like 10 minutes ago, but now it's not worth it because you've taken down this rabbit hole of me fucking winning the fifth RTX thing because of an unfair advantage. I Listen, dude, I, there's something else that's hanging out there that's in oh, the that's exact so, same so, position. 
uh, we were talking about the Gus calendar. That was part of the first week goals. It was actually the first thing on the first week goals. Yeah. You and I, we've done, you're one of the people I recorded game time with. Yeah. Those should be coming. I whistled again. How do I do that yeah, and never, okay. I cannot do it on purpose. Uh, Nick is breaking shit. Our game time should be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Yes. Now that the Gus calendar is done, <laughs> among other people as well. There are it's because you saw it's because you saw the Gus calendar. Now you want to cover up. No, I don't know why. There I are two shows happening right it. now. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's the Nick Scarpino microphone show. There's, I, and he's not even doing it quietly. He's not even trying to deal with it quietly. <laughs> he might be Mark. dead. He's talking into the mic with his uh, problem. Here goes Mike Bertel. I can't. Do you have stronger strength than me? It's a it's a shitty stand. No, they're all like that. I've never seen one st a mic stand that tell like that does. What'd this. you do? I just loosened it to pull it up a little bit. Never and it was do that. Dumb. You thought about baseball too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Don't, don't, don't touch it. Never worked for me. There it is. That's perfect. Mike, sure. everybody. Mike. Mike. So, what about this uh, television that you scammed? Yeah, tell I, us so about I, the so television. I scammed a television, and I don't even know why. What I was telling you. Seven twenty p to four k. Yes, which is insane to jump from. Yeah. As far as like. I, like I've been questioning why people talk about liking watching movies at home for a long time because I don't like watching movies mm -hmm. at home. But now I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah. As well as like even playing video games at home now, like on a console, like mm -hmm. um, I get it. But I. What was your last oh, console? Were you, were you just on the Game Boy still? The black and white Game Boy? No, I've been, Xbox, <laughs> I've been an Xbox okay. owner. I have an Xbox One, but I haven't played the Xbox One for probably a year because I, I play everything PC. But yeah, I do no have a point. Yeah, I do have a 720p. I do have a PS4 coming for Spider-Man. Oh, awesome. oh, really? Yeah. Did you get the limited edition Spider-Man one? Yeah, and that's nice. why I like. I I've been waiting for that for like I, I like been like earmarking money for that until they announced they were selling it, and it was at some. Uh, where did you uh, Where did you steal the PS4 from? I stole the PS4 from your house, but. <laughs> Uh, the TV. He's um, just a rebel rouser, man. He is. <laughs> he's just. Trouble. He's just like this is this is Burnie. Yeah. This is Burnie. He's just gonna poke button? you. Yeah. Where's the button? Hey, hey. Where's the button? I'm bored. I I I'm I don't, I'm not in my Tesla. What's, what's going on? Oh, stop. <laughs> the great Tesla. Here's Mac as I earned that. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair. fair. I didn't earn fit winning fit for RTX. You did, but it was unfair in a way. Why? Because you were already fit going in. Okay, but I got fitter. There's still a process. Yeah, I don't know. Still seems suspect to me with the machine with the measuring. I don't know. I, th I feel like you're projecting because you're not happy with. I didn't get a fucking right free TV. Yeah, well, maybe you should actually like. Did, be did the gift card pay for the whole TV? No, it didn't. Okay, I didn't no, think so. It didn't. We don't give out. We're not. We're not Holmes crazy. Holmes is not giving yeah. out that Come kind on. of money. No, no, no. It was honest. like it was like a, it was like a perfect storm of like had a gift card and I had some some bonus money from something and then there was like a sale and I got it with like a discount code and so it was like a whole bunch of things that allowed me to get a TV because I don't normally buy. I get really. Anxious with buying big purchases is something that's I do the same thing. That's 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 brought on. You should drive Gus crazy. I would wait. I would talk about buying something for like six mm. or seven months. Oh, talk to. I still do it. I just don't well, talk about. The it. worst is plane tickets. Yeah, for anyone talk about buying plane tickets it. forever, and you'd wait and wait. wait. Yeah, and they I get more expensive. Tickets for Thanksgiving. I, what weekend was it? Again? <laughs> for Thursday, for in Thursday in November. Yeah, the problem is, Gus. Whenever I say buy, like, and it's a month out, as soon as I hit the buy button. Somebody goes, hey, we need you on this day for this thing. And it's like, I, I'm always punished by doing that. Mm. I, I have anxiety. I've been talking stuff. about wanting to get a new TV. And Andy could even talk about this since last November. Like, I've been, like, talking about, I need a new TV because I, I'm watching it on, like, a tiny little piece of shit that I got from, like, I literally got the TV I had is I got a TV I got from my grandma who died, like, uh, a decade ago. Did it come in, like, the wooden cabinet? No. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, but I saw somebody just remade one of those old... Like uh, wooden stand-up radios, like they would, you know, people would gather around High in the fives. 50s. 
Yeah, but you know, I mean, it was like it was really just a radio. It wasn't even a record player or anything. But they turned it into a bar. Like, mm. They hollowed it out. They actually put like a motorized lift in where it lifts up and it's got LEDs. That's not cool. That's pretty dope. Pretty cool. Yeah, it was slow though. I feel like if I want to drink, I don't want to sit there and watch this thing. I think it's more out. for the presentation of like bit. being able to Maybe go keep it up, push a button, and it does the thing. Like you're like, you want to drink? Like. I do, but why are you walking to the radio? Oh my god! There you yeah. go. I mean, that's why you do shit like that, right? Yeah. Man. So you like your TV? I don't even know what the point of the TV story. You were was saying you, you like your RVB hat a lot, but you don't wear it because you worry you're going to lose it. I just sent a message to, uh, I sent it to Andy. I think I might have sent it to Rahul as well because he would understand. My favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time is Dark Knight, and I cannot Great wait movie. to watch Dark Knight on my new TV mm-hmm. in the way it is. Mm-hmm. But I said I don't want to watch it on there because once I watch it, that's You've the last it. time I get to watch it for the first time on my new TV. Yeah. And that's a legitimate like... I do shit like that all the time. I, do, I have a, a bunch of movies on my Netflix queue that I never intend to watch, but I just like to keep them there <laughs> so that they can just be there. Like for the longest time, I had Big Trouble in Little China queued up. It was like the number one spot on my list. And then I logged in one day and it wasn't there. And I'm like, damn it, this was the day that I wanted to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Every single time. First movie I watched was Blade Runner 2049. Great movie. I felt like that was a pretty never good gonna make another one of Nick, those. did you have Netflix back when oh, it was God, DVDs? No. In the uh, no, no, I never did. I that. did totally. So I had that too, and we used to have contests in the office to see who had the most expensive <sighs> DVD that they were going to watch, and they kept sending everything else back except for this one DVD. And I think it was Jason, it was who Jason. plays Tucker. He kept Hotel Rwanda for about <laughs> fourteen months. Good he movie. estimated it was like a hundred and eighty dollars. He paid. Oh, because he keeps paying for the service, right. but not using it. But not using it. Like, he's he got three discs. So he's using a third of his service is being dedicated right. to that one this disc. one that's just sitting there. And it was $180, so he could convince himself he was enlightened enough to watch Hotel Rwanda for me, at some point. For me, it was uh, Bridge Over the River Kwai. Wow. I think I had it for six months. I was like, I'm, I'm, never, I'm not going to watch Don't it. Don't watch the Yeah, I'm, I, I returned That's it. one of those classics that everyone ought to have seen, but no one actually wants to watch. Yeah. I couldn't get past the, the packaging of the Netflix DVDs. Yeah. I don't like... I have some very weird sort of idiosyncrasies, one of which is like I don't like the fact that sometimes they reuse hotel key cards. Don't like that. The thought of that what? to me. I don't know if they do or not, but the thought of them reusing the key so cards you me. You should never watch how they recycle glass bottles. I, I don't want to see that either. Uh, yeah, and just, I don't, just guess. How do they do it? Like in your head, how does recycling a glass bottle work? Recycling a glass bottle? Yeah. Just wash Shattering it out, it? I imagine. That's what they do. They just yeah. wash it out. I thought they crushed it down and melted the glass and, and made new, new bottles. No. Nah, they just wash it so out. So wait, how does that work though if like the thing has imprints of like Coca-Cola on it? Does it have to go back to Coca-Cola? I think they, uh, there must be some sorting thing where Coke bottles go back to Coke, right? Let's see how it's made. There it is. They've got it. Uh, recycling The DVDs that you used to get in Netflix had the weird like waxy, yeah, that thing, right? Yeah. And when you'd open it up, there would be like they would be like kind of dirty. Oh, they would be dirty. And oh, I'm yeah, like, I get. don't like that people, other people touched this and interacted. The white with sleeves really? that they were in. Are you like a germaphobe, dude? Just, no, I just don't like the um I get anxiety when I think about people interacting with the <laughs> disc, fucking up the disc, and then going, Oh, I already watched it and giving it back, and then maybe it gets to me and doesn't play right. I don't like that. If I touch the bottom of my shoe like this, does it freak you out? No, it doesn't freak me out at all. Okay. Because it really, it, it, weird. Eric just had a conniption in the Jesus, booth. Eric, really? Gavin, yeah, Gavin, I heard Gus. that. It's Jeff and Gus. Oh, it was Jeff? Yeah. I thought it was, no, it was Gav. No, it was Jeff and Gus. It was like two weeks ago, wasn't oh, it? We, it was Jeff and Gus initially, and then on the podcast, it was Gavin and Gus. Yeah, you guys are weird. Yeah, oh, that's right. Oh, we were in a conversation and talked about it. All I right. do want you to wash your hands, though, now. Oh, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> do you have another slice I just of don't pizza? care. I mean, you grew up in Riverside in the 80s. You I know did. all about it. It's well, just, no, but I, I live in a city now that has to actually have a poop patrol. 
That's a new thing San Francisco is doing. It's the Poop Patrol. What's the Poop Patrol do? The Poop Patrol, thanks for asking, John, <laughs> is uh, it's, it's a city-run organization. I think there's six people now. They have little tiny steam cleaners, and when someone calls and says, hey, there's human poop on the ground, they come and they- Like on the sidewalk. On the sidewalk, or in alleyways, or in the street. Doorway. Or in uh, on uh, escalators. Windowsill. Yeah, any of those things. So, uh, that's where I live. Um, I'm, I'm reading here an article on Business Insider about the Poop Patrol. Yeah. What are they called? San Francisco has a poop patrol oh God. to deal with its feces problem, mm -hmm. and workers make more than blank a year in salary and benefits. I read this, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna not, I read this article, so I'm not, I'm not gonna weigh in on if this. If someone were gonna pay you to be on the poop patrol in San Francisco in salary and benefits, what would they pay you? What would the amount of money you would take? If First they're gonna of all, be on the poop it. A $100,000 salary in San Francisco is like a $25,000 salary That's anywhere else in the world. That's actually $100,000 in San Francisco, if I'm not mistaken, if you have a family of, I think, Three or more is poverty level. Why yeah. do you We'll talk about this in a second. So I want to talk about your documentary sure. too that's sure. coming out. Because San Francisco is a huge part of the documentary. Yeah. I'm going to guess in San Francisco to be part of the Poop Patrol. I'm, Gus, I'm going to ask for a salary of $100,000. Okay. So that I'm just at the poverty line. I was going to say like one hundred and twenty dollars to $140,000. $184,000. <gasps> what? For picking that's up poop? With benefits, that's with benefits. Though, right? Salary yeah. and benefits. So they're calculating in like Eric like just left. Benefits, he just pension. walked out the door. He's going to join the poop patrol in San Francisco. But to be fair, you're picking up literally shit. Like you were sh yeah. you're picking up Think shit. About this. It's not like garbage where you're like, okay, sometimes it's going to be just like... Dude, right for 180k a year? Okay, but what happens when the when the vehicle you're driving that picks up the shit or the stuff that it's cleans, not working. like breaks down, you have or to clean the stuff. Or if it splatters it all over the... You know, like you hit it wrong okay, way, it there's, just pops there's it onto plumbers, the plumbers, right? And yeah. guys who drive septic tank trucks mm -hmm. that... They they probably don't make a hundred and eighty k a year. Yeah. I would commute into San Francisco for that job. Hundred eighty that's a hundred eighty thousand. Every five years you're making a million bucks. Yeah, salary and benefits. That's important. And look, important the future's decision. bright. People are going to keep pooping. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think it, it's a recession proof uh, industry. It is. <laughs> no so, matter what, you know, true. it might be a downturn. You know, as people, you know, <laughs> as food gets cut off. Yeah, well, I think. Well, that's. I think. I think the base pay was like seventy one thousand. Something, something like that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then yeah. like with. With benefits was, yeah, it creeped over. Benefits? Well over Here's my problem, dude. Here's my problem, is now, when I come to visit San Francisco, mm -hmm. I am gonna feel totally justified about pooping in an escalator. Oh, take a shit in an escalator. Yeah! Take Somebody's it. making you 180k? You've shit. That guy owes the, me oh, with money. With breeze just hitting your butthole, <laughs> and you're just on the escalator watching people. But you gotta make sure you shit when you stand to the right, so people can still pass you on no, it's, it's piss on the left, shit on the right. That's right. That's like, yeah. the way it we works. can open another can of, can of worms about the escalators in London. Remember when we got into that whole conversation with Gavin about it? Oh god, yeah. That yeah. he says you still stand on the right? As opposed to standing on the left. Oh, because they drive on the left. They drive right. on the left. Yeah. You stand on whatever side. That's the flow of it's traffic. It's like when your car, when you're in a car and you're passing, what side do you pass on? That's how you. That should that's be it. it. That should be it. Right. That should be it. Well, same I learned walking. that in Japan. Japan's the same way, right? You, you, sit, you stand on the right. You pass. Because you the left. drive on the right. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, in Japan, it's like people follow the rules. Japan, you drive on the left. Yeah, I thought they were opposite. Mm -hmm. Oh, they do. They, they drive on the left. They definitely drive on the left in Japan. Uh, well, the escalator's yes. still right, I think. I'm gonna look this up. I guarantee you, you drive on the left. Thanksgiving the is the fourth Thursday. only drive on the left. Everyone, everyone, Gus is right. Let's look this up later. We'll look up where everyone <laughs> drives. Which side every every Australia and New Zealand. Exactly right. That's a pretty good. I'm, I'm just, double checking now. Just You're wrong. Life rule. Just Gus is right. They have the same right. outlet. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll cars drive on the left side of the road. With. <laughs> in Japan? Yeah. Nah. Yeah let, yeah. let that be a lesson. If you uh, defeat another country in war, you get to let them. They have to use your outlets. Is that the word? The, is that why it worked spoils that way? Of war? I, I assume because we destroyed their infrastructure almost totally and had to help them rebuild it. Yeah, we we encouraged them to use our outlets. Yeah, we did that. Germany two twenty or one ten? What are we? One one. I think we're one twenty and they're one ten. Okay, it's something like 
it's pretty much the same always, thing. have you ever um actually plugged something in and blown blown it up because I have no I watched Jeff do it once okay. Ashley did it when she moved to Australia it's really scary mm-hmm. I was uh, I was working in and uh, we went to TGS and I was doing like the Konami press conference or whatever they were doing and I plugged in a piece of equipment with a surge protector and I had pl- I just there wasn't I don't know I'm not an electrician and it was just a little odd and went Pah. Yeah, I, I, I was sound. Uh, the first sound. first time I went to Australia with Jeff uh, pre iPhone days. He had like some shitty Verizon cell phone, and he went to charge it, plugged it into the wall, and made the noise you're talking about. The power went out in our room. We're like, that's weird. We stepped out into the hallway. The power was out in the hallway. Yeah, the power was out in all the rooms in the part of the hotel we were in. It's like. Now is a good time to leave the hotel, yeah, and go. we're gonna go to the bar and get a drink. Now they're gonna figure. Yeah, I wow. think if I remember correctly, I there was like a whole, um, and it might not have been my machine. It might not have been my my thing. It might have just been how they laid out the power in this thing. But it was one of those where like camera riser, and they had laid out power drops, and I think the power drop went down for everyone. Mm. So I felt really bad because like this was back in the day when like you had to plug stuff in, and and, and to, in order to capture a feed, it was like just this big hole. Yeah. thing. Now it's like you know you can do it on tiny little. Elgato device, but yeah, that was pretty brutal. I was like, well, this thing's dead. It's wasted $6,000 of IGN's money. <laughs> Fuck it, it's not mine, so whatever. You know, <laughs> thanks, Pear. Talk about Nick's talk. Yeah, so Nick has a doc coming out. Waiting for the punchline. What's that? It's, uh, punch it's, it, it's Friday when we're recording this because we're pre-recording for the holiday. So actually tonight you have a screening at the Out of Bounds Festival. Yeah, we've been invited to screen it at Out of Bounds uh, Festival here in Austin at the Spider House Ballroom, which I don't know why I just mentioned that because it's useless to you guys now. It happened. It was great. It was a great time. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do a little comedy show. Brian Gar is going to join us for that. Oh, as that's well great. As Christina Parrish. She's going to be there as well. That's fantastic. Um, so who's so in the lineup tonight? Just the three of us. Oh, not Jeff's dots. not doing it? Uh, no, Jeff's flying to New York for uh, Funky Lumadina's wedding. Oh, so right. For that. Yeah. Um, he couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't make. It. I wanted him for it because uh, people actually, you know, they want to see him. Mm-hmm. They actually come out to see him, <laughs> uh, unlike me. But no, but the uh, but it's a really great documentary. I'm really proud of everyone that, that worked on it, myself included. Um, it turned out really, really well. Like it's one of those projects where you think, am I compelling enough uh, to actually hold like a thirty to forty minute long documentary? And then you think maybe, and then you realize the runtime's an hour and fifteen. Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Especially because I mean, once you watch the doc, you realize you're kind of living and dying five minutes at a time. Yeah, you know, in this industry, it's really, really weird. It's weird. It's weird to watch. It's also really weird to watch yourself be that vulnerable too. Because I mean, most of the time I'm bombing, and most of the time it's it's just that that grind, that slow grind of doing two to three mics a night and saying the same jokes to the same people yeah. and trying to get them to laugh at them. It's 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 brutal. That was literally my first note after I watched the first cut of it. Was has Nick seen this? Is Nick going to be okay with this? Because it's such. A real piece, and it's so vulnerable the whole yeah. time, you know. Like it's there are parts where I'm just like, I, I like you can tell that I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Especially since we had to go to more of them for the doc, yeah. And so it's sort of like when I can, when I, when I'm by myself, I can sort of, I can kind of wuss out and, and course correct and say, I just need a night for myself. Mm-hmm. I got to stop doing this. But the fact that there's a whole team behind me, I'm like, let's amp it up, which also amps up the anxiety of when the room is completely silent and you're listening to yourself bomb and you're just like, it's like an out-of-body experience that that you just can't stop. It's pretty brutal. And some of these rooms are not great. You know what I Most mean? Most of them yeah. are not great. Yeah. That's, that's the hard part about being a stand-up is that they, they say it takes a really long time. And when I first started, um, I was like, oh, I'll be able to crush this in like a year or two. But the reason it takes so long is because you're not really getting in front of real audiences all that time. You don't have the opportunity mm-hmm. to be, I can't just walk into the punchline and be like, cool, I'm going to do a set for 200 paying uh, patrons right now. 
It's me trying to get the attention of the five people in the bar who are drunk who just want to watch the Giants game and yeah. don't want to listen to me tell them a joke about my wife. And so it's you, you have to sort of start learning those tools and just you've done it obviously you did a show with me last time like you you yeah we did our text um and so yeah it's 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 a big learning curve and it's something Mm -hmm. that i wasn't expecting if i had known now then what i know now i don't know that i would have started doing it but i love it really yeah it's 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 gonna take a long time well i think it's a huge fear that a lot of people have um you know that they would get up by themselves at a microphone of all the forms of entertainment it is the one that relies the most on you. You know, you can't even improv, which some of our people are doing now. At least you have a team around you. Right. You know, you have this idea that people can help you out. Uh, but man, stand up. You are up. It's you and a mic, and that's it. And the audience. Yeah, it's you and the you audience. and a mic and your ideas. It's like yeah. it's all on you. And that's the crazy thing is you you like and especially like it's it's interesting because before the documentary, I didn't really I I I had a hard time going back and watching myself. I still do. I can't really stand to like sit there and scrutinize myself because I'm my own worst critic. And that's why like, even when I got the first cut of the documentary, it took me like three days to watch. I made yeah. my wife watch it first. I can understand <laughs> that. And I was like, I don't. I think it's a pretty common thing actually. Yeah, I just can't, but you have to. You have to you watch have to. yourself. You have to record your sets. You have to see like, did, was that joke just not funny or did you screw it up? Or, mm, you know, off. was the delivery off? Am I speaking too quickly? Am I not engaging? And so the more you can do that, the better, but it's brutal. And it's not something that I'm very well acclimated for. I like to think that I'm amazing at everything and then have there be no proof one way or the other. <laughs> that's what I'd like to do. Yeah, that's what, that's the, one of the nice things about the uh, the night that we did RTX is it wasn't recorded. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they, we can all be like, hey, recorded we recorded really... a little bit. Oh, that was a great time. I wanted to do that, that night, fun. too. I know. Actually, the only other time I've ever done stand-up I did for you. And you crushed it. Kind of funny live, well. too. Yeah. I do a was... seven and a half minute monologue. And I'd never done that before. It was really so, well done. Yeah, but it was fun. Well, a little bit of a home field advantage too with that crowd because yeah. I knew that crowd. But it was it was a great experience. You know what's funny is everyone says that, but that's where you eventually want to get to, right? Like, so if I do this right, if I become a a, a you know known for stand up comedy, people are going to seek me out and come watch me. And so yes, there's always going to be some audience that doesn't know me, but like the the big like Bill Burr, people don't. Go, yeah. who's Bill Burr? I'm not. Like, no, they go to see Bill Burr, right? Yeah, so right. you're always going to preach well, to the converted well, to some degree if you get. Yeah. Really There's successful. two angles to that, though, right? Like if you're, um, if nobody knows who you are, nobody knows, you know, your your stuff, you can do, you can reuse the same material because you always have a turn of audience. True. But if you have an audience who seeks you out, like you got to constantly be coming up with new material. Like I can't do that because I, I that's that's the set I did last time. You know what's funny though? Some people actually, it's it's there are a lot of people that have given me feedback that have seen me do the same set over and over again that actually really like it. Because they like to see how I tweak stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. They go, hey, that, that joke about your mom being Catholic or whatever didn't work, but now it works and you changed it this way. So it actually becomes sort of like a hobby for people that follow me. But you're absolutely right. Like a fresh audience who doesn't know who you are is is just endless possibilities. You don't know how it's going to go. And if you can get them on your side, you can start. And there's just a beautiful thing that happens, especially with the longer sets too. Because now I'm doing like when you first start off, you do three minutes and that seems like an eternity. And eventually now I'm at a point where I'm like, 10 minutes is where I like because you settle into a groove with people mm-hmm. and they're with you and you're in this. And then you start realizing the beauty of the medium, which is that you're in this moment in time together. And these 200 or 100 or five people are just locked in with you and you're just experiencing that together. And so it's really, really cool. And it's something that I think one of the reasons I like it is because you don't get that here. Right? right now, we're sitting in a completely silent studio and there are people around us. Um, but they're not encouraged to interact, right? Mm-hmm. No one's like, with the exception of Bad Eric, who we just we can all agree it's just terrible. Um, 
But what I like is that you get that immediacy of I just said I wrote something and I can go like I could write a joke right now. We could all write a joke and tonight I can do it and see how it goes. And that's really, and you see it in people's eyes like, oh, you just you got me. You made me laugh. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really cool. It's not like anything else you can do. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. We did it years ago uh, when we were a much smaller company. We basically had everyone who appeared on camera. We put them through six weeks of improv training. Right. Something like that. Like yeah. once or twice a week uh, we did it. And then at the end of it, everyone felt pretty good about their improv training. And I said, okay, well, the next stage in this will be um, we're going to go and we're all going to take a stand-up class and at the end of it, we'll all do five minutes at an open mic. S- seriously, it's the one thing in the history of this company that suggested that a number of people came up to me and said, I absolutely will not do this. That's and weird. some people said, I will quit if you make me do That's this. That's weird. I will literally quit my job. Gus, I think you were one of those people. I don't think I was. Yeah. you. Did. I wouldn't do it, but I, I wouldn't quit. I'm no, not, no, I'm not, not quitting. Stupid. But you were one of the people who said, I'm not doing yeah, this. Yeah, I wouldn't There's do it. no way I'm going to do this. I know where my bread's buttered. Right. And, and so it's, it's you'd fascinating. you'd be so good at it. Yeah. You'd that? be really good at it. <laughs> I don't know about that. Sure. Up, dude. Well, the thing is, like, you, the, <laughs> thing, <laughs> the thing that, uh, Man. that that amazed me was, like, Jeff, obviously, we got Jeff, uh, James, and Elise to to contribute as well, and they came out, and they did, uh, they've done now a couple shows with me, and they were super nervous about it, but I'm like, you aren't starting from zero. Mm. You are starting from a performance background. You just have to figure out, the, the material's the hardest thing, and that, really, the hardest thing is the unknown of, like, are people going to laugh? Is, is someone going to find my material funny? But you're funny. Yeah, they're gonna find it funny. You're funny, yeah, yeah. funny looking. Like you're right. If nothing else, I'll take my shirt off. Yeah, that's fine. Pull Burt Kreischer and take yeah. your shirt off. I, 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 that's exactly what I was yeah, thinking just of. Go for it, man. I, I love just, that guy. I started watching it. I started watching that Netflix special of his last night. Is it funny? I haven't seen. I haven't started it yet. Uh, I I couldn't get through very much okay. of it. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, it, it's it's hit and miss. It's hard for me to watch a lot of specials. I can't I watch really either. feel like you have to be live. You have to see comedy live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, knowing how they like edit it and sweeten it. Yeah, that's that's a. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't have. Proof of stuff like that, but I have seen a few specials and I'm like, there's a reason why they're not showing the audience right at all. Or like they show the audience, everyone's laughing, but no one you're seeing in that shot is laughing. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're, they're kind mm-hmm. of agreeing. You're like, that's not a laugh. Right. Like the specials that I love are the ones, I think the funniest ones are the ones that you can tell there was magic in the room mm-hmm. at that time. Um, and they are not afraid to cut over and show the people, the people's reaction. Because I think there's, there's, there's such a part of stand up that you, you're having the shared experience. And it's that can be really hard to get through on camera. Like if you're in the room, if we're all in the room, we're all enjoying this together. There's like a hypnotic, a hypnotic feel to it that sometimes just does not translate through the lens. Have yeah. you ever watched Zach Galifianakis live at the Onion? No. It was before he got big on in Hangover and got his film career. He was someone who was very well loved in the stand-up world, but he was as far as international fame, he was not known. And but he would put out a few of these specials and his. Best one in my opinion is Zach Galifianakis live at the Onion or Purple Onion, something like that. Purple Onion, and and Zach Galifianakis as a stand-up comic was great because the way it was always kind of described about him is that Zach didn't really care if you laughed. He wasn't there to actually try to get people to laugh, and so therefore the way that he would perform stuff was a bit different. And when you watch these shows, it's a very intimate experience. It's much different from like watching like a a Kevin Hart thing where he's in a goddamn stadium. Yeah, He's in a small club and he's at his piano or he's sweating in front of the mic and he's just being Zach. And so you can feel that that dissonance and also ebb and flow of the of the show as you watch this special. Well, the stadium shows are always very weird because you can't like you guys have done giant shows like Mm -hmm. you guys have Mm -hmm. stood on on, you know, uh, the staging at someplace like the Kodak Theater. Like you can't see past if the lighting is just beating down on you, can't really see past like the third or fourth row. Right. You can't hope to have a level of intimacy with the audience that you can at a place like Punchline 
um, which is only 200 people and it feels very quaint. Mm-hmm. Like Punchline I love because it's just you walk in and it's just a room. That's it. Little tiny stage, mm-hmm. a couple steps up to it, and that's it. And there's pictures of like, you know, all around the place of like Robin Williams who used to, you know, cut his teeth there and a bunch of other famous comedians. You're like, cool, same stage. Yeah. That's great. There's, 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 a, there's a cool simplicity to that. But then you get Madison Square Garden or you get a 50,000 seat soccer arena and you see Russell Peters performing there. You're like, it's, it's, it's just a different vibe, mm-hmm. much different vibe. But that's yeah. what I really liked about the kind of funny experience that I had. It was my first time ever doing stand up. It was 1,200 people. Yeah. It came like 1,500 people that came there. So it's like, it's still like my cover photo on Facebook is just like, that's literally the first time I ever did stand up. Like, and it felt like it was a sea well, of people. Yeah, what's crazy to me is when, when, when you agreed to do it, I was like, oh, Bernie's going to crush this. And you came in and you just absolutely, you, you were, I would have sworn that you have done some level of that your entire life, which you sort of have because that's what you're doing here right now. But, you walked on stage and you have that level of confidence of a seasoned vet who has been who's had a mic and talked to audiences for the last like 15 years of his life. You should have seen me the five hours before that in my hotel room. Really? As I <laughs> like paced a hole in the floor of the hotel room. My whole thing is I memorize when I'm doing something. I just get it to where I don't have to think about it. I just memorize, memorize, memorize. That's and I've always right. been very fortunate that I've been able to memorize like a ton of dialogue and sure. things like that. So it's like I remember I remember in the room that day. I had a goal for myself that was seven and a half minutes, and I had to get memorized every minute, one one minute per hour. It was my goal. So I was, I was, yeah, I was just pacing back and forth. That's awesome. Saying it again and again and again. I did the same thing with my bit for the RTX thing. I just memorized the whole mm-hmm. thing, and that's the way. Like so a few of the people up there had like notes, and that's not yeah. a very common thing for comics to have like a, 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 a like a set list almost mm-hmm. on them, and at least almost like had her whole thing on her phone and was looking at it a, a good amount, at least killed it, though. Um, it becomes like part of her persona, though, too. Like, yeah. at, at the end of Waiting for the Punchline, uh, or as part of the sh- uh, part of the documentary, there was a showcase with you hosting a lot of other people mm-hmm. from, you know, like Jeff, you mentioned, and Jeff, or James and Elise, but then other people as well. Do you want to save that so, it, yeah. Yeah, so we can well, see people? Sure, I guess. Yeah. Oops. You know, that's okay, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's up to you, you know? I, well, it's, it's a really cool moment where, like, I want it. Like, part of what I like doing is I like trying to entice other people to do this mm-hmm. and you know when uh when we did the let's play spring break it was one of the first times i actually got it to sit down and talk with james and at least like get to know them and we had kind of sort of floated around each other and been in content and stuff but sitting down and actually having a beer with someone and and talking to them and they're obviously in la and at least you know i found out she loves stand-up i found out she loves saturday night live and all these things and there's always the one second that someone goes yeah i always kind of wanted to do that mm-hmm. and then it just pops in my brain i'm like i'm gonna get you to do that now yeah. and so if you've mistakenly told me at some point that you have always thought maybe that'd be a fun thing to do, I'm going to make you do it. Yeah. And and I'm going to be that asshole friend that pushes you out onto the ledge and, and like, jumps with you. Because um, it's fun. And that's the thing. James and Elise, they're phenomenal. Elise is a phenomenal, phenomenal, like, personality. James great, too. Um, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to knock him. But, like, but. No, we all get it. There's no Elise. Yeah, <laughs> Elise just has, like, she has the bigger like deficit that I feel like she thinks that she has to make up for. Whereas James, I'm like, James wasn't as nervous as she was. Mm -hmm. But I knew, I was like, I know that you're going to be more nervous, but you're going to crush harder than anyone else on that stage that night. Because she's just so endearing and so fun to watch do anything. And so Canadian. And so (laughs) unfucking believably unapologetically, or rather very apologetically Canadian. Um, See, I want her to do more. I want her and James to do more of that. Elise has a ton of fans in the community and in the company. Like, there's a lot of people that work here that are fans of Elise. Like, legitimately, like, want to watch everything that she's in. We watched a trailer for the Monopoly show that y'all do. Mm -hmm. 
and she's in it and she has one line in yeah. the trailer and it's the funniest thing. It's just perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. God bless her. It was great watching him film that. One of the things I love about the doc too is is though it's not just it's not one specific note. Like what's it like to do comedy? There's a lot of other layers in there that I like as well. Yeah. Uh there was one that really uh spoke to me as we we talked about a little bit earlier about what it's like to live in San Francisco and a lot of the comics that you talk to, they have to come from two hours away yeah. to perform for five minutes. And they'll, they'll make that journey because they can't afford to live in San Francisco. Yeah, that was what that was my pitch to uh, the docs team and to Hannah when we were talking about this. I was like, I really want I want to highlight the scene. I want to do a couple things in this. One, I want to show people what it takes to go from um, being from zero, from never having done a mic, to then trying to get through a club system like the Punchline. Like, what does it take to go from doing open mics to I am now an officially sort of past person at a, at a very reputable club. Mm -hmm. And then I also wanted to show people that against the background, the backdrop of San Francisco. Yeah. Because obviously you are just a product of your surroundings. You're a product of the conditioning of where you live. And that's where a lot of material comes from. But what happens when you're a struggling artist and you're living in the most expensive city in the United States? Yeah. You know, you're living in a place where, and not only that, but you're living in a place where you're trying to just do your thing and you're looking around and there are people in their 20s who are millionaires and people in their 40s who are homeless. Yeah. And you're, and you're seeing people dumpster dive and you're seeing that sort of the there's leftovers. A poop patrol. Yeah, there's a poop patrol, which is a perfect yeah. example. And thank God, because we need them. But that's silly that we do need them. Right? right. That's absurd. Yeah. It's absurd that San Francisco. And, it, and that's, the, that's the thing is like you asked, why do I still live there? Because it's a phenomenal city. It's beautiful. It's it is. There are not a lot of places like San Francisco in the in, in the United States that you can live yeah. um, because it really is a European style city where you can just live and 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 exist there and work there and never really have to leave that seven by seven block. Lots right, of different radius. cultures around too. you know, it's one of well, my favorite cities. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's phenomenal. And that and that's the other sad thing, though, is like I've, I've lived there long enough to be that guy that says, oh, I remember when this city, this city has changed so much. Yeah, like sure. I've been there 12 years and I got there right at the end of the first dot com bubble burst. Um, or maybe that was the second, whatever it was in the late 80 or late 90s, early 2000s. And so things were cheaper and there was still very much a counterculture there. And tech wasn't really, tech was dot com. It wasn't what it is now. And so now everything. It was an app. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't apps. It wasn't iPhones. It wasn't, Websites. you know, yeah, like back end servers and cloud computing. And, and now everything's tech. Electric scooters. And the counterculture. Oh, <laughs> That's my opener, by the way. Yeah. If, you guys, if anyone that came to the show will it's know. It's funny because I saw, I saw it. Uh, the doc, the first cut things. of it, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, these electrocutors, because like, you explained what it is for people who don't know, and then literally two weeks later, they were in Austin. Infestation. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. They're everywhere. It's, like, oh. it's a good good word to describe them. They are, it is, it, yeah, I mean, they're just like a bad, bad viral infection that just spreads throughout your city. It's so. also, by the way, my favorite joke in the doc. It it's, seems, yeah, yeah it's, the, it's the last one I wrote for. It seems it, like but, a great yeah. idea that's just people ruined. Oh, it's a perfect, it's a great uh, way to show humanity, mm -hmm. right? Because at first everyone gets really excited and then everyone gets really drunk and then everyone leaves these things around like they're garbage. Yeah. I saw also, one on my walk home last night that was just out in the middle of a park and it looked like a dead body. It's just like <laughs> healed over dead, dirty as shit. I get very oh old God. man with these things because they clearly say do not drive these things on the sidewalk because they can go like 20 miles per yeah. hour. Yeah. But every motherfucker's on the sidewalk. Yeah. Just like, and like gangs of them, like four frat guys going 20 miles per hour down a sidewalk. I'm like, cool. I really would love to throw something Close at you. Close right I've come now. to dine in a situation like that. I was riding my bike one time and a guy like, like ran up on me at night uh, and like honked and then got around me just as we were coming up to a stop sign, too. So I ended up stopping and I looked at the guy in the thing and he has windows down. And I go, why the fuck are you honking at me? What's your problem? And he says, you're in the road. 
I'm like, I'm on a bike. Yeah. And he goes, he, he goes, you're in the road. And yeah. then he like pulls off. And I'm like, the fuck is wrong you're with this idiot? Yeah, that's where you go. Yeah, this fucking idiot. You know, you it's do like, have to like, like I'm in San Francisco. Obviously, we're a huge bike culture, but you do have to wonder oh, like aggressive is, bike culture. You're like, is this a smart idea? Yeah. Like you're, they, they make all of this poor bicyclists drive in the street in this packed city mm-hmm. where everyone is just. Trying desperately to make more money and get to their place faster, and who gives a fuck about you? And it's dog eat dog, and like then you put a nice person on a bike. Near the, you're just a recipe for disaster. Man, there's a it's lot terrible. of mean people on bikes in San Francisco, though. Like oh, those yeah. aggressive you have to be. cyclists. Oh, yeah. But yeah, somebody you look at them and it's like you can tell it's their entire lifestyle. You know, it, it oh, just oh, they're all like their entire identity is built into right. being the guy on the bike. Yeah. Tight shorts and everything. Oh, they got like the jorts that the are rolled up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they got the like the chrome backpacks with the little bike buckle thing. Yeah, they got mm-hmm. the whole the whole deal. The bike, the guys that deliver stuff are the ones that I'm like, you guys are the real heroes. Right. Yeah, you yeah. guys really are. But I think if San Francisco is, it's almost like a cautionary tale because it's the best geographic, uh, at least in the U.S., the best geographic illustration of the divide of wealth in this country. Oh yeah, and which is a growing problem. And the thing that really disturbs me about the problems that San Francisco has with that is that it's also very stereotypically the most liberal city, left-leaning city in the U.S. I mean, you often have jokes about Berkeley and everything else, you know, in San Francisco. And it's like if San Francisco can't tackle this problem with all the money in the world, does does anyone else have any hope of right. doing that? Like, especially when you go to places where they don't care. Well, it's it's interesting because, like, I'm of two minds with how liberal we can get in San Francisco. Because mm-hmm. there is such a – there is a point, a tipping point where you, you do start to get so liberal that you're sort of enabling people to do – like, for instance, we – like, shop owners – there's nothing they can do if there's a homeless person outside of their shop, right? You can call the cops, but the cops can't do anything. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to physically take the person in because the person is choosing to be homeless. Does that make sense? No, it does. So the loitering laws are outweighed by people's like civil rights in San Francisco. And it's interesting. I'm not saying one's right or wrong, but there's no, there's nothing that can compel the cop unless they see a crime to pick a person up off of the streets and take them away from business owners business. So like it's like there is a point with which you have to be like maybe we should be a slightly bit more conservative and have a few I don't know some some harsher social work. I don't know. I don't know how to fix it. And it's sad because you do see people who need help, but and and when you first get there it's easy to write off the homeless problem saying oh those people are just drug abusers, those people are just alcoholics. And it's not. It's it's actually more about mental health and mm-hmm. and and a lot of these people just can't function in society, not because I'm sure maybe they're abusing substances, but that's not the cause. That's just the sort of like that's that's one of the symptoms. you know the symptoms yeah. of, the, of the bigger problem, which is that we don't have we we've just failed them on such a, a total level that they're just we're just okay with like there are certain streets that are just lined with homeless people, and that's oh, yeah. just how it is. That's then people go well, that's how it is, and that's how it's always going to be. But it's not. Yeah, it doesn't need to be that way. You feel desperate, like. Well, we can't do anything. It's sheer apathy. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're just like, I just, what are we going to do? We can't do anything. So I'll just pretend like they don't exist and walk around them. And when they ask me for things, you, and you, and it sucks because you have to build a hard skin. Mm-hmm. It is interesting. for money and stuff all Of the time. all my left-leaning friends, the ones that live in San Francisco talk about homelessness far differently than everyone else. You know, it's like a, it's a different issue in Northern California and San Francisco than it is anywhere else. Like usually when, you know, even in Austin, uh, when people talk about homelessness, it's always like, oh, got to find a way to help everybody and everything. But it's like, it's a little different there, you know? So I'm just, I'm curious. I do think it's kind of a little bit, uh, just from the way the wealth is distributed, it's a little bit of a canary in the mine shaft kind of a thing. Yeah. Like I'm looking, I look really closely at San Francisco. So I'm glad the doc 
touched on some of that, but my favorite moment in the doc, I have to say, okay, favorite moment in the doc, the, the moment that really grabbed me, um, is there was early. It's early on when you have one of these experiences and you're in a very small place. It's not a great set. You acknowledge that, and it's really tough, and it's just like it's pretty much everyone's worst fear who thinks about going up in front of a crowd by themselves at a mic. It just doesn't go well. A couple things fall flat, and you're just like, ugh. And then you get in the car and go, I got to rush because I got to get across town to my next one. I'm like, next one? I was yeah. just like, the idea that you just kept going. At, <laughs> like, most people would have just gone home and just pulled the covers up. That's like and having a like, bad date. And yeah. be like, all right, time to go on another Time for, yeah. Wait, literally right after, he just gets in the car and he's like, he's like, all right, like, shake it off, let's go to the next one. And I was, I was, I, I was hooked at that point. I'm like, he's, he's I've got to see where this journey goes at this well, point. Yeah, I mean, there's been multiple times where, I mean, I'll be honest, there'll be multiple times where I have been like, I'm not going to the next one, I'm going to go get a bag of goldfish and just <laughs> keep my sorrows away while watching, while that's not watching sorrow food? Big Trouble. Oh, yeah, that's my, that's my comfort food. Oh, yeah, live goldfish are great. You ever had it's like a like stupid a joke. contest from the 40s. Stupid joke. Exactly. You should not feel good about that. <laughs> Although our global <laughs> audience terrible. is like, he eats goldfish. So that's why I made the joke. There that's are people bad. who listen to this podcast who won't know what a fucking goldfish is. Yeah, they know. It's it a is. cracker. It's a Bullshit. Farms. Yeah. Bullshit. International. Pepperidge Farms. You think people in Australia knows what a fucking goldfish is? Yeah, they know. No. They call them goldies down there. They call them cheeseroos. <laughs> they call them goldies. <laughs> cheeseroos. Say it with enough confidence that people What's, will believe you. Let me ask Thursday of November. What's more fun to make fun of, Canada or Australia? Australia, Canada, Canada. I mean, I mean, I mean say Australia. Australia is insane. Canada, because they're all yeah, they're all insane. Yeah, Canada, like they're actually nice. So you so <laughs> <you're both laughs> They're crazy in Australia. Sorry, Australia. Actually, we, I love Australia. I'm trying to we, find a way to get over there we got, again. We gotta wrap this up. All right, but before we go, I want to remind everyone that Bloodfist is out now. Do uh, it. Available on digital. I'm looking at it right now on iTunes. I had to verify for myself. You can get the Gus scenes as an iTunes extra. Uh, in iTunes. We did it, everybody. We so did it. You can see you can see all of my wonderful scenes that got cut from the movie. Thanks, Bloodfest. Uh, so yeah, go uh, go check it out. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. We'll be back live. Just looked it up in Australia. Goldfish crackers are called Finny Maloos. So, there Bullshit. you go. You just Bye. Made that up. Bullshit. You just made that up. <laughs>